MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday. It is the 8th of September. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An escaped murderer on the run in Chester County has so far eluded hundreds of law officers, including tactical teams in full combat gear, tracking dogs, cops on horseback, and aircraft. As the search entered its second week Thursday, and nervous residents stay alert for any sign of the fugitive. Danilo Salza Cavalcante, 34-year-old from Brazil, escaped from the Chester County prison on August 31st by scaling a wall, climbing over razor wire, and jumping from a roof. The breakout mirrored an earlier escape there in May and wasn't detected by guards for a full hour, authorities say. On Thursday night, Longwood Gardens closed early and evacuated in response to the, to the discovery of an image of Cavalcante captured again on a trail camera on Longwood Gardens property. The image was captured Wednesday evening but was not viewed until Thursday afternoon by law enforcement sifting through hundreds of captured images from trail, trail cameras throughout the perimeter. I was talking to an official over there at Longwood. There's an animal charity thing that's coming up and um... Um, you know, uh, there are people who travel from many states away from around the world to go to Longwood Gardens. Sure. And so they were closed. They had opened up again, but they had an increased police presence. But um, and then this happens and they had to close be, again. Close again. Yeah. There's the, the garden says it will be closed until further notice at wow. this point. Yeah. A lot and, of lost revenue at this point. That too. It's huge. I mean, I, you forget how what a draw that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is like a pretty bu- busy season. Summer's over. People are back yep. from the shore right, in the mountains right. and, you know, they still want to do outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. Longwood Gardens you know, gets sure. pretty busy. Yeah, I, I just can't believe that he, if he's in and around that property, right. how they have not pinpointed and narrowed down to find him exactly. The guy's got to be very wily, and or they're, they're, he's just getting insanely lucky. I mean, it's, it could be. I know. mean, what is so? What is the the area covered? Is is it a, is a ten mile radius yeah, at this point? Eight to ten. They, That's a huge radius. We yeah. stop and think about. I mean, it's expanded though. Before yeah. it was like a it was three, like mile three miles. Yeah. yeah, 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 and they. Um, so they say that they think they have him. Uh, they still believe he's within those perimeters. So he's not getting out of that because, you know, <laughs> that's completely patrolled. But he's still hidden in there. I think he's getting uh, food and water from Longwood Gardens. Like, I think that's why he's sticking around. He, the, he's got to be like getting dumpster diving. And I don't stuff, know, or? but he's got to be getting something that he's continuing that he's staying there. And he's, you know, keeps getting captured. I mean, uh, on the cameras. Why wouldn't you stay there? I mean, I mean gorgeous. Gorgeous. Awesome. There. Yeah. 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 gorgeous there. Can we stay there? You know, <laughs> I, I mean, the bathrooms alone were voted for the most beautiful bathrooms in the world. Uh, so the latest sighting did cause law enforcement to expand the perimeter west. The escaped prisoner was convicted of killing his former girlfriend, Deborah Brando, stabbing her 38 times in front of her two young children in Schuylkill Township in 2021. The victim's sister, Sarah Brando, told CNN that Cavalcante seemed to transform over time, eventually uh, being eventually, she said, getting jealous and threatening Deborah before her death. Sarah who lived near both of them and is taking care of Deborah's two children as well as her own daughter in Pennsylvania says that she's terrified about the escape and worried that he could come after her. 
The maker of an extremely spicy tortilla chip sold as the One Chip Challenge and popularized as a dare on social media is pulling the product after the family of a Massachusetts teenager blamed the stunt for his death. The cause of uh, Harris Woolabah's death last Friday hasn't been determined and an autopsy is still pending as of Thursday, but the 14-year-old's family blames the challenge. Since the death, the Texas-based manufacturer, uh, Pocky, has asked retailers to stop selling the individual wrapped chips at a step that 7-Eleven has already taken. The one-chip challenge uh, chip sells for about $10 and comes wrapped in a sealed foil pouch that is enclosed in a coffin-shaped cardboard box. It has a a skull on it, too. Yeah. Yeah. The package warns that the chip is made for the vengeful pleasure of intense heat and pain, is intended for adults, and it should be kept out of reach of children. Paki, a subsidiary of the Hershey Company, said in a statement posted on its website Thursday that it is deeply saddened by the death of Woolabah. We have seen an increase in teens and other individuals not heeding these warnings, the company said. As a result, while the product continues to adhere to food safety standards out of an abundance of caution, we are actively working with retailers to remove the product from shelves. How many of these challenges have had, like, really bad Side effects. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, was, it, was it the cinnamon or was yeah. it uh, cinnamon one uh, where yeah people mm-hmm. accidentally inhale it in, in their lungs, lungs and it can yeah. it can be really really bad for you. You can get really sick from that. Yeah, and then you know, obviously the Tide Pod challenge, which is uh, which is I think the classic <laughs> of them all. That's the litmus test. Yeah. Authorities in Massachusetts have also responded to the death by warning parents and urging them to talk to their children about the challenge. An MMA fighter chased down thieves who stole his car in Philadelphia. Video, which is now being used in the police investigation, shows an up-and-coming MMA fighter being dragged down the city street as he tries to stop thieves from taking his car. Igor Kostachenko spent most of his days training, but on Tuesday, the 25-year-old from Ukraine was working his side job in food delivery when the incident took place. He says he was picking up an order near an area of 11th and Ray Streets. He had double parked and left the car running when a thief jumped in and drove off, according to police. A witness who saw the thief get in the car then started to take video from his own vehicle. The video then shows two more men exiting a black Jeep Cherokee, which was also stolen, and getting into Kostachenko's 2008 white Mercedes. The MMA pro was running right behind them and caught up to his car uh, with the thieves inside at 7th and Wraith Street. My car stopped with traffic. I grabbed my door and said, stop the car. It's my car. Uh, The car took off with Kostachenko hanging on the driver's side of the door as the man driving the car threatened to kill him. Police say a man in the back seat then fired two shots. Both of them missed Kostachenko. Police recovered one shell casing at the scene. Dude is lucky he did not get shot in killed right yeah. there. He was man. shot from the back seat, shot at from yeah. the back seat of the car. And it's he, miraculous. And they missed. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless they were just trying to scare him. Uh, Kostachenko's friend posted the video, uh, which by Thursday afternoon had gotten more than half a million views. Uh, inside the car was uh, Kostachenko's wallet, important paperwork, his phone, and all of his training gear. Now the MMA family has rallied around him. They've created a GoFundMe to help him, uh, to help Kostachenko, who is tra- a training partner of U.S. Sea star Sean Brady. As a professional MMA fighter, Kostachenko is undefeated with a record of 4-0. By the way, I saw them interviewing a buddy of his, and he's like, he's been here for like 18 months. He's been robbed twice. Wow. Oh, well, like, welcome he, he to left, Philadelphia. Yeah, he left yeah. Ukraine. And then he because it's war-torn, you know. Yeah. It's dangerous but, over there. But listen, this is another one of those cautionary tales, uh, and it sucks that it's this way, but if somebody is stealing your car, you just need to let them have it because it is not worth dying over. This guy got shot yeah. at. And yeah. prior to that, 
Don't leave your car running. Don't leave your Seriously. car running. Yeah. Yes. Don't leave your valu- valuables yeah. in the car that's running. Yeah. Don't double park, too. Don't double park. Tra- right. Training to fight in the rain. And be nice. Be Until nice. it's yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Do not be, be nice. nice. Thank that's you, Dalton. Right, yeah. Training to fight in the ring. He never thought he'd have to use those skills nice. on the street. Police don't advise anyone to confront carjackers. Kostachenko says he knows it wasn't a good uh, approach yeah. to the thieves, but his adrenaline took over. Right. Police think the thieves took his car to New Jersey. They say his phone was located on the Ben Franklin Bridge by a Port Authority worker. Investigators are tracking down more videos to help them catch the thieves. Anyone with information is asked to call the Philadelphia police. You know what he should have had in his car, Kathy? What? Apple Air tags. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good Just point. Saying. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The NFL began its regular season last night as the Detroit Lions went into Kansas City and beat the Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs winning 21-20. to Jared Goff threw for 253 yards and a touchdown. Lions running back David Montgomery ran for the go-ahead score late in the game and Detroit held on for the win. Amon Ross St. Brown had six catches for 71 yards and a score and Lions rookie Brian Branch returned Patrick Mahomes' first interception in an, interception in an opening game 50 yards for another touchdown helping Detroit end the Chiefs' eight-game week one winning streak. The Phillies were off last night, but returned home tonight for a weekend series against the Miami Marlins. With only 23 games remaining in the regular season, the Phillies remain in the top wild card spot for the National League. Two games ahead of the Chicago Cubs and five in front of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Christopher Sanchez will get the start in the first pitch tonight. is scheduled for 7.05. And the Eagles season openers on Sunday afternoon in New England against the Patriots. Kickoff will be at 4.25. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. we got a lot going on for a Friday morning. Try to keep it that way. We give away a Word of the Week prize today. We have a very cool setup. Four-pack of tickets for VIP sound check passes and two hotel rooms for the night as MMR rocks Evanescence. And that is tonight, by the way, at Ovation Hall. And you'll find that at Ocean Casino. Resort in Atlantic City. So we will give that away by the end of the program. A couple of guests joining us on the show today, including comedian Al Sadiq and his shows at Punchline are all sold out. Yeah. There is a show that was just added for 4 p.m. tomorrow. Wow. You don't hear about a 4 o'clock Saturday show ever. Uh, so Ali is going to be here this morning and uh, we'll talk to him. Should be pretty cool. And another great guest is going to be on the show, Pat Oswald. Awesome. Rescheduled from the other day, had a little family issue and had to uh, postpone things, so he's going to be in town not till October 7th, uh, but at the City Winery, and tickets are available at citywinery.com, so we will talk to Patton this morning. You know, it makes it extra special. It appears your beard has just been recently groomed. Is that correct? It is. Yes, yeah. I, I did a little trimming yesterday. How no- See? Uh, I so noticed. You do notice these it things. It means something to I, me. And, I, and it means me that you <laughs> something to me that you notice as well. So, uh, taking a glance at the Back to School A to Z, we are in, uh, we are on the Letter N. Nice. At this point, did this song already get played, or is this what we're going to start with? That's Casey? what we're starting with. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're in the ends, and we'll get into some uh, nearly songs. We will need you and the nevers and the news mm. at some point through the morning. But uh, follow along at wmmr.com because we are loving this back to school A to Z stuff. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report is up when we return. Pretty intense story involving a lengthy prison sentence oh, yeah. that will open with and we'll get to the stupid question and more. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. 
hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopingandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A couple of quick uh, MMRBQ notes. Um, we have a special on uh, tickets, by the way, and it's uh, this week only, so it wraps up today. $19.33 for lawn tickets. <gasps> yeah, for real. Uh, and we also have the voting wrapping up for live band karaoke. That's right, yes. On Sunday, that's the last day to vote. So just a heads up, we have uh, our finalists that are available, and we need you to vote for the 10 singers that will be chosen. You get to vote for one. Uh, and each gets uh, four MMRBQ tickets, and then we put them on the President Steve Show side stage with the band Sidearm. They perform. And besides that, our buddy Don McCloskey and his band are going to be playing live there. And uh, Jackie Bam Bam is doing a set, and it's going to be a blast. So I was looking at the 10-day uh, forecast, Preston, and I'm hoping that that it holds to this because we're going to have some storm, residual storm action probably coming through throughout this week. Yes. Saturday's mm. forecast, mm. sunny and 75. Ooh, Shut up. Sunny and 75. That might even be light jacket weather. Yeah. Oh, no. Which is wonderful in the evening. So, so I pray it holds to that. We'll uh, we'll hold out hope. All right. So we're going to do a giveaway with a super question. We have a pair of tickets to MMR Rock Skid Row and Buck Cherry. It's a gang's all here touring us on Wednesday. It's coming Wednesday at the Keswick Theater. My question for you, dear friend, is this. Where is the Tennis Hall of Fame located? Uh-huh. In what city? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. Where is the Tennis Hall of Fame located? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go through birthdays while we wait. Your call today being the eighth day of September. We'll begin with David Arquette. Yes. Celebrating a birthday today. I've always liked David Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I didn't like him at first. Right. He, he seemed... Annoying? Uh, he, yeah, he seemed like a, seemed like a douchebag. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. But I, I grew to uh, appreciate him. What's that movie he's in with Oliver Platt, with the, the wrestler? Ready uh, to Rumble? Ready to Rumble. Oh, man. It is a junk food movie that I love. I forgot about yeah. that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's... Um, and, uh, you know, I guess, what would you consider his role in Scream? Kind of a... a 
A little bit of a breakout for him career-wise? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I think so. Dewey? Yeah. Um, Doofy. <laughs> Doofy. That's what they called him in this scary movie. <laughs> I liked him in uh, Never Been Kissed. Oh, yeah. The, the brother yeah. who was popular and never wanted to leave high school. Uh, but he's solid. Yeah, he's 52 today. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh-huh. Home Improvement uh, turns 42 years old. The law-abiding son. Yeah. And he did a Christmas movie. I forgot which one that was. Uh, Tim Allen did one, too, obviously, but they weren't in the same one. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, yes, yes. What he's he's trying to get across country. He's wearing a Santa Claus costume. Yes. Come on, Casey. I'll be home for Christmas. Oh, Steve wins. Nice. All right, I just guessed. I actually don't remember that. Uh, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> uh, you were thinking of Saving Private Ryan. Well, I wasn't sure if he was in the Turbo Man one. Uh, what is that? No, no, no. Yeah, 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 no, he's not in that. Uh, by the way, the yeah. kid from Home Improvement is 42 years oh, old wow. today. <laughs> he was a he was a heartthrob, yeah. and he was on all those uh, teen magazines. But he never um, got taller than four feet five inches. He's, he's kind of short. Yeah, yeah. just a um, little guy. We were just talking about uh, Amy Mann the other day, singer of Till Tuesday and solo artist. Uh, she is 63 years old, and the reason that we brought her up the other day was a woman who has grown the world's longest femullet. Right. Mm-hmm. Longest mullet on a woman. Uh, her inspiration was Amy Mann from Till Tuesday because oh, really? she had a little bit of a, a fee mullet back in the day. If all she ever did was just the vocal portion of Time Stand Still, yeah, she's be, great. It'd be awesome. They she did a very funny skit. It was on Portlandia, Preston, where she was kind of uh, like a, a house cleaner uh-huh. for a couple, and you realize at the by the end of the skit that the other person who's the house cleaner for this house is Sarah McLaughlin. Oh no <laughs> yeah, way! Yeah. yeah. Oh, I need to see yeah, it's that. Very funny. What song did she do in? Was it Magnolia that Yo, she? Wise up. I was, That's yeah. a beautiful yeah, moment. I, I love oh, that oh. song, Casey. It's. It's. Uh, I was looking it up as you were thinking about it, and yeah, it's a great song. I I do get a little thrown when all of the cast members sing that song because yes. you know uh, what's his name is dying in the bed and he's singing it. Yeah. Like, and, and but it's it is a really great movie and a really great song. It is a weird sequence when yes. they're doing that, but even Tom a, Cruise sings. That's a great movie. Uh, she is sixty three today. Uh, Martin Freeman, oh. the actor, most recently in The Hobbit, uh, he plays uh, Frodo, right? I've revisited no, that. I'm sorry, um, Bilbo. 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 Yeah. Um, but you revisited it. I, I revisited it initially. I did not. If you if you lived in a world where Lord of the Rings, the original movies, didn't take place, um, it would be fantastic. But it's better than I remember them being that trilogy. And why? Who is he in the Marvel universe? Uh, he's the uh, he, uh, Wakanda. He's the um, yeah. Is he oh, like the yes, FBI the agent? agent. Or yeah. That's yeah. right. I forgot about he's that. Really good. He, he showed did. up in uh, Secret Invasion too. The first episode Ooh, of and first yeah, and last yeah. of Secret Invasion. Yeah. And of course, in Love Actually, he's the uh, uh, the the couple that are on the porn set. They're doing the uh, they're the stand-ins. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. First time you see him is in uh, first time I saw him was in the the original version of The Office. He is uh, fifty two years yeah. old today. Uh, Gaten Matarazzo, who plays uh, Dustin on Stranger Things, uh, is 21 years old today. Got a great voice. Uh, yeah, he's a good singer. Yeah. Definitely. So happy birthday to him. Uh, we also have uh, local fella Ray Fisher oh. from Camden, New Jersey. Cyborg. Oh, he's uh, so from good. Zack mm-hmm. Snyder's uh, Justice League. Fantastic, man. And he's working with Zack again in Rebel Moon. Excellent. Yeah. I don't know how old he is on the, on the IMD 
IMDb, it didn't it didn't state his age. But they, we, we talked to him. He was a really nice guy. He was great. They, yeah. I, when you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, the cool cyborg stuff and oh, the emotional man. cyborg stuff that they, for some reason, clipped out of the first release, it yeah. boggles the mind. With him and his father? He's sort of the heart of the movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. Another local name. It's Pink's birthday. Oh, your new Doyle Town. Yeah. Uh, she turns uh, 44 years old today. Oh, you know what? When is she coming to town? Next, uh, week. next week, right? Yep. No. Are you going? I am going. Uh, I'm going to go. I didn't ask for tickets. Uh, but Brandy Carlisle's opening for her, which is a headliner in and of itself. So uh, when is that? Yeah, what? Um, I think she, I believe she's here for two nights. I she think is. it's maybe 19th and 20th. Mm. Okay. All right. And, and what's your dilemma? Two weeks, Case, two weeks. It is yeah. two weeks. Okay. Are you going well, to purchase next, tickets? Well, so no, no, no. Next week is just so busy. We have an event on Wednesday night. I'm going to the Eagles game on Thursday night. Uh, and I was like, so you, you know, won't be seeing Brandy Carlisle. Well, but if it's the following week, I can manage that. Okay. Calm down. All right. <laughs> All right. Get back to us about your schedule. I will. We'll, I will. We'll help you out She's with that. in the ballpark? Is, is that the uh, Citizens Bank what? Park? Yeah, I didn't realize wow. she was that big. <laughs> 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 Nick, she has man. that huge contraption where, yeah. she, you know, where she's floating in wow. the air and all that kind of stuff. All right, happy 44th uh, to Pink today. Uh, Heather Thomas. Oh, my God. One of the two hot Heathers of that era in the 1980s, Heather Locklear and Heather Thomas. And uh, Heather Thomas, she was on T.J. Hooker, right? Uh, or no, no. Fall Guy. Fall guy. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, the yes. Locklear was on T.J. Hooker. I always uh, got to mix Preston up. Preston nominated for an Oscar for a performance in Zapped. In Zapped. Yeah, yeah with Scott Baio. Uh, 66 today. And then last birthday, speaking of beautiful, Rachel Hunter, uh, supermodel, former wife of uh, Rod, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, right, yeah. Uh, she is uh, 54. Or, she was, or yeah. still current, maybe? No. Nah. Uh, she's in the Stacy's Mom video. Yeah. yeah. I saw a comedian um, breaking that down on how uh, rapey that is. <laughs> like, from a female <laughs> to a young male perspective. Yeah. yeah uh, it's not healthy. She was one of my all-time favorites. Well, that was a great video. Uh, yeah, it was really... Maybe it's a little disturbing if you look at it now, but it's, it's still a little pretty dated. awesome. Yeah. But it started with uh, the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Yeah. And no. she was, I'm like, this is nice. Uh, so, happy birthday. Daddy likey. To Rachel Hunter. And we're roughly the same age, so, you know... It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> Maybe Shell would be open to something like that. I mean, would you mind if I brought Rachel Hunter into the bedroom? All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Where is the Tennis Hall of Fame? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Nancy and see if she knows the answer. Hi there, Nancy. Good morning. All right, so where is the Tennis Hall of Fame located? I think it's Newport, Rhode Island. You are correct. Oh. Hang on a second, Nancy. Going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR Rock Skid Row and Buck Cherry. The gang's all here tour Wednesday, September 13th, Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets on sale now via AXS.com. Complete details at WMMR.com. Uh, Nick had suggested to me uh, when uh, Caroline and I were coming back from a trip in Maine, I was like, we're going to stop over somewhere. I go, you know, he said, try Newport, Rhode Island. Oh. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever <laughs> it seen. It is really nice. Yeah. And I would like to go back. It was still kind of 
much cold when we went. Yeah, I would yeah, like yeah. to go back when it's nice because that is a that is an amazing it's a place. classic classic northeastern town. Very much so. All right, we'll start with this really intense story that dropped yesterday. We knew the sentencing was coming, but wow, Danny Masterson has been sentenced to thirty years in Jeez. prison after wow. being convicted for rape earlier this year. Uh, the actor who maintains his innocence was convicted on two of three forcible rape charges this past May. He was accused of raping three women at his Hollywood Hills home between 2001 and 2003, which was during the time that he was on that 70s show. The jury convicted him of raping two women in 2003, but could not reach a verdict on an alleged an allegation from November 2001 involving a former girlfriend, though the jurors voted in favor of conviction. Uh, he had uh, dressed in a suit, had slick back hair with a full-grown beard, and did not speak at his sentencing. Many of his Hollywood family members were in court on Thursday morning to support him at his sentencing. His wife, actor and model Bijou Phillips, was crying at the courthouse. His siblings, Walking Dead actor Alana uh, Masterson, Malcolm in the Middle star Christopher Masterson, and actor Jordan Masterson were all seated in the courtroom together. Uh, the judge, Charlene Almedo, said, Mr. Masterson, you are not the victim here. Your actions 20 years ago took away another person's voice and choice. Your actions 20 years ago were criminal, and that is why you are here. Um, and in fact, uh, she sentenced uh, Masterson. Uh, the judge um, had given him 15 years to life on each of the two charges, ordering him to serve both terms consecutively. Uh, the trial that ended with a conviction in May of 2023 marked Masterson's second trial for the same charges. The first trial ended in November 2022 with a hung jury. Now, the major difference between the two trials related to the allegations of drugging. In the first trial, the women uh, testified that they felt weak and woozy and had little memory after taking a drink prepared by Masterson. Mm -hmm. The prosecution did not outright say that Masterson had drugged the women. In the retrial, prosecutors argued that Masterson had, in fact, drugged them. Both trials shined a light on the Church of Scientology, and the verdict marked a stunning downfall for one of Scientology's most prominent celebrity members. He is a lifelong member and all three victims were Scientologists at the time of their assaults. Leah Remini sat in the front row during oh, this yes, sentence. She did. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, she uh, released a statement saying uh, afterwards, she said for over two decades, Danny Masterson avoided accountability for his crimes. While he was uh, the only one sentenced his conviction and sentenced our indictments against Scientology, its operatives, and its criminal leader, David Miscavige. Uh, she, of course, filed a lawsuit against the church in August for harassment and defamation. And she said, I am relieved that this dangerous rapist will be off the streets and unable to violently assault and rape women with the help of Scientology, a multi-billion dollar criminal organization with tax-exempt status. That's something we said out of the gate is that if they throw and they did their legal might uh, at something um, they can affect change they i mean they've done they've done stuff like this for years but they couldn't get past this one the three jane does said both at the sentencing and in testimony that the church dissuaded them from reporting masterson to the police prosecutors argued throughout the trial that Master, masterson <coughs> excuse me had taken advantage of his position in the church uh, to rape women without fear of repercussion and that the church forbid women from going to the police to report sexual mm. assault so 30 years and Kathy and I were talking this morning off air going, how long will he actually, you know, be in prison for, do you think? Well, they're going to appeal it, obviously. Uh, so there, there's going to be that process now. Well, what so he was sentenced. Could, but even so, if you appeal it, 
do you? I always go thought to j- that was it. Like, do you, you go to? J- but do you go to jail w- during the appeal, or are you allowed to stay? Uh, sometimes, uh, depending on the, I assume the nature of the crime. No, but in this case, yeah, he they, they, he'd have to be. He's going to go start serving the sentence, yeah. and they're going to appeal it. Um, and, and, I mean, that's what they. I read that the the lawyers were planning on doing. Obviously, now would would thirty years with good behavior mean? 20? 20? Maybe. You know? I mean, yeah. still... That's like, a long time. time. Two decades of your life. I mean, uh-huh. listen, though, I, you know, uh, it's forcible rape is what yeah. they call uh, it. Drugs. Yeah, drugs uh, this, and is, uh, this is Cosby level stuff. Yeah, so um, wow. we will see. Yes, you shouldn't but have that's, done that. But that's... The, the hammer came down, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's all there is to it. All right. Uh, a lighter story. Uh, Noor Alfala has filed for full custody of the three-month-old son she shares with actor Al Pacino. Oh, boy. The 29-year-old filed a petition to determine a parental relationship with the legendary actor... Can't you give me a straight answer anymore? ...in Los Angeles on Wednesday. Uh, the filing... Oh, no, I want to have them. ...is often used by unmarried couples with children to establish child custody, visitation, and child support. So this is kind of standard procedure. Yeah, and there, there appears to be agreement on both sides. He, he wasn't going to be picking the kid up after school. Uh, despite wanting... Are phys- you done with your classes? Physical custody. Uh, she is... I'm waiting I'm over waiting here. I'm waiting over here. Uh, yeah, I know. It's a turkey. It's your hand. I know. Uh, despite wanting physical custody, she is willing to give, quote, reasonable vi- visitation rights to the 83-year-old <laughs> and requested to share legal custody, which would give him a say in major decisions. Is your mommy home? As schooling and medical treatment. So, God, 83. So, my dad is 85. Right. Could you imagine? The ludicrous idea. With a newborn? Of him with a newborn, a newborn? is just... Beyond me. He's practically a newborn himself at this point. I mean, if Pacino bounces the baby on his leg, he'll break his leg. Jesus. I just, I can't look at them and not think of her getting in bed with him. Like You must be so turned on. How do you do that? Uh, She is also requesting the Scarface actor uh, pay for her legal fees and any other court-related costs. In my bedroom where my wife sleeps. It's a nightmare. (laughs) Uh, Noor also included, does he want to play with their toys at all? Maybe sit down with the kids, you know? Where my children come and play with their toys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Listen to that voice and the way he is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nora also... No! No, uh, Nor also included a copy of signed voluntary declaration of parentage, which proves that uh, Al is Roman Alfala Pacino's biological father. In my home. Yep. In my bedroom where my wife sleeps. Uh, where pa- my children come and play with their toys. Uh, the pair welcome their first child together, Al's fourth, on June 6th. I wonder if he doesn't just sign over. Here you go. Favorite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Here sure. you go. Yeah. Well, Zorz is telling me. He's got, you know, like an a deli machine where you pull the number out. That's where he's got the uh, the legal documents ready to go. Well, sources told uh, TMZ at the time that the twosome were ecstatic. The Godfather actor. I'm so happy. Reportedly demanded a paternity test when he found out about her pregnancy. Sources told the outlet that I was shocked and didn't think that he could get anyone pregnant due to a medical issue that typically caused. It's infer- called being 83. Infertility. Right. <laughs> uh, the fact the actor apparently didn't even find out that Nora was pregnant until two months before she gave birth as well. To be honest, doctor, I think I'm completely out of semen. Uh, yet uh, other things <laughs> settled. <laughs> Al seemed thrilled to be expanding Doc, his family. Is it possible? Calling the pregnancy special in a video obtained by the Daily Mail. 
but uh, in the months following Roman's arrival, Al and Nora have been spotted on numerous standard dates and were last seen together at the beginning of August. Do you think during the semen transferal in that case that the semen are they using walkers, the sperm, you know, to get across? Yeah. Slowly. <laughs> no. So this is very interesting. Rolling Stone published an expose on Thursday in which two current and 14 former staffers on The Tonight Show accused Jimmy Fallon of being drunk, erratic, and mean on set. Yeah. What's that? I know somebody uh, who has said that before. Not the mean part. No way. Okay. The drunk part. Wow. Uh, I knew that he had, you know, his... His uh, drinking issues. Drinking yeah, issues. I, yeah, yeah. I, knew, I knew a writer on the show, and um, he said this many times. Although apparently that had changed in the last maybe decade. I mean, that, like the stories that this guy told me were from a while back, and said that um, Jimmy eventually got sober. Uh, as such, he has been accused of creating a toxic workplace. And according to the report, dressing rooms for guests became crying rooms for staff members who. Uh-huh. Brought to tears by his behavior. A former staffer said, uh, nobody told Jimmy no. Everybody walked on eggshells, especially show runners. Where's our Um, crying room? You never knew (laughs) which Jimmy we were going to get and when he was going to throw a hissy fit. Look how many showrunners went so quickly, and we know they didn't last long. Yeah. There, there have been nine different showrunners since 2014. A friend and I have, like, a pack. That, right. Um, like, she thinks crying at work is, like, the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah. So her and I were like, we will never <laughs> cry at work over, like, you know, obviously if there's something right, sad right, right, that yeah. happens, sure. like, that's, that's it's different. different. But over work-related issues. Like, okay. Do you have a place where if you were driven to cry, you know you would duck too quickly to avoid being seen? I mean, Probably the bathroom, okay, right? Yeah. Because nobody yeah. could really. You could just go in a stall there, I guess. But I guess, yeah. she and like she'll message. I go me. to cry in the woman's bathroom, but yeah. she'll message me and she's like, "Man, the, the tears they were like in the eye shape. <laughs> I would not let them fall down my <laughs> face. <laughs> Good for you. You got to fight it." Uh, another former employee said, um, "I didn't want to live anymore." What? what? Jeez, what? That's what they said, "I thought about taking my own life." That's all, crazy. What? All the time. <laughs> I thought my thing was ridiculous. All Wait, the because time. he made it so terrible? Yeah, she He made said, it a nightmare. Uh, they said, <laughs> I'm in the dark here. <laughs> oh, God. They said, I knew deep down I would never actually do it, but in my head I'm like, why do I think about this all the time? In so, a TV studio where our staff plays with it. Uh, Jimmy uh, apologized to his staff. Immediately. Uh, yeah, this was yesterday. He and showrunner Chris Miller held a Zoom meeting uh, to address the report and the host apologized for past behavior cited in the story. Rolling Stone cited a number of current and former staffers detailing incidents about him berating employees. He said, it's embarrassing and I feel so bad. Sorry if I embarrassed you and your family or friends. I feel so bad I can't even tell you. And he also said he never intended to create that type of atmosphere on The Tonight Show. And he said, I want this show to be fun and it should be inclusive for everybody. And the word is a number of the people apologized to felt it was heartfelt and and accepted the apology. Was okay. it known? That Except he, the one who wanted to kill himself. Yeah. Was it known, or did he talk about having a drinking issue prior yes. to this? Yeah, he, he, he that's had, exactly what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, the, the guy that I knew, like it was, it, it had gotten to be a problem so much so that tapings became an issue. But I'm, but I'm saying, did Jimmy Fallon was he public about? Him uh, having after, yeah, he addressed this publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, I think it was a private matter for him, but it had, it had gotten out. Gotten out. He, okay. he did talk about it in relationship to how his wife helped 
him get past all of it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's also like I, it's interesting um, because it's it's like an opinion, right? So yeah. I don't know of you know was it really toxic or was it just toxic for those well, people? Jerry Seinfeld yeah. came out in support of Fallon and, and he was asking the same question: When does it simply become a, a, a at a workplace where you right. have? You know, uh, you you uh, how the separate employees read the reaction or the actions of the employer. Right. Here's the deal: if you have an issue, it the issue needs to be brought up. You can't yes. let it slide. Now, the difficulty with that is: is do I make a fuss about something that's bothering me and, cause, human and yeah. cause undue attention on myself and maybe put my own job in jeopardy? Yep, right. So and, this it's it's a little complicated. It, right. it, it can and, be very so, complicated. So therefore, you can sit with it and become a whipping person for a while and take the abuse, and then eventually yeah. it gets to be so much where you're like, you know, I, I, I can't sit back on this I, anymore. Yeah. But if there is an HR department, yes, you need to go and you need to let your feelings be known as soon as you possibly start can. a paper trail. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I That's just the way to do it. I just think of that time where you guys had me jokingly uh, ask the in, uh, yell <laughs> oh at God. the interns for something. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was. I, I don't know if it was the Ron Does one or uh, the other one, yeah. but. We're filming them, and they didn't know this. And then I walk out, and the one intern goes, "Man, he's always riding me, man." And I'm like, "What? What? 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 Always, always riding you? No. We but, barely interact." But perception, perception, is that I'm always, always riding you. Look, he's still I don't even know what your name is. <laughs> You're nothing to me. You're nothing to me. How dare How you? Dare you're my intern. I'm in the dark here. I'm going to make life a living hell for you. Have that been living inside you for like a decade? Because that happened a long he time is, ago. I know this is, he is not know, kidding. But when it's, he said he's always years, me. Yeah. this comes up. And I remember after that happened, you came in and said, because you were, you're great with the interns. And, and it just seemed kind of weird that that like, would be his take. I'm mm. like, always writing. He's always writing me. So he's talking about Alf. <laughs> that's what yeah, pushed him over. That's what it was. Come what's, on. what's with you and Alf? All right. Well, uh, Jimmy Fallon has apologized. I saw this story a couple days ago. I want to throw this in here. Taylor Momsen from Pretty Reckless. Oh, we love her. Uh, she opened up about her role in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, which uh, saw the Grinch get teased, in, or it saw her get teased in school. Um, and so the Grinch, she said, the Grinch had changed my life. Uh, asked about it. Uh, the Grinch changed my life in a multitude of ways, and one of them was being, uh, I was made fun of relentlessly. She said, every time I would start a new school or go somewhere else, I don't even think the kids knew my name. I was just Grinch girl. Not even the character name, Cindy Lou Who, just Grinch girl. Uh, she admitted that while she got used to it over time, it was still a little alienating. Uh, she was just seven years old when she did that movie, and she said that uh, moving around to different schools as a child due to her career didn't help uh, with the teasing from her classmates, but when she got to middle school, uh, her life became a little more stationary. Uh, she said she was able to develop a friend group, and she said that was the first year where I was in school, and I had the opportunity to try and actually make friends. I put a band together. It was my first band, my middle school band, a garage band. We never could settle on a name, but we would jam after school, and that was always fun. And I was singing, playing guitar, and writing. A few years later, she landed the role of Jenny Humphrey yeah. on Gossip Girl in 2007. She said, so as soon as I started to find my little groove in school as a normal kid, 
Gossip Girl came about, uh-huh. and I got uprooted to New York, and the band fell apart. And she said we were going to be huge. It was a real bummer, and I had to kind of restart it all in, again in New York, which didn't take me that long. But as a kid, she was kind of, even though you would think it would make you a little bit on the popular side, it kind of she it alienated I've her. heard that many times, yeah. where they get sort of jelly. Well, Casey, uh, uh, Ruby Sue. Um, oh, yeah. Ellen. Lesson, yeah. Right, right. So I wonder if she... And she's in the area. Listen, yeah. you know, listens to the show. Uh, I wonder if she encountered that sort of blowback because she was a young child actress. Yeah, and in school, uh, either either you it can go two ways. You can be celebrated, and that's cool, or f you. Hey guys, I know you're excited about this, but uh, the name of Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's second child has been revealed. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> According to the birth certificate obtained by the Blast on Thursday, the superstar. Can I guess. Pal- yeah, Piddle Squad. No, I thought they should name him Fubar. Fubar! Because you have ASAP. I love uh-huh. it. And yeah. Fubar, that'd uh-huh. be perfect. But no, the power couple have named their son Riot Rose Mayers. Don't like it. Mayers. Riot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, interesting. Not good. Uh, but that could lead to some pretty How about genocide? Uh-huh. <laughs> is it spelled the way Riot's yeah. spelled? Okay. R-I-O-T. Yeah, this is genocide. Uh, so uh-huh. they open their, uh, they welcome their second son uh, August 1st in uh, Los Angeles. This Angel. is forced molestation. Mm-hmm. This is Armageddon. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Uh, so, yeah, they went with uh, this riot. Is penetration. Riot. Hmm. Um, how about, I, I love this story. So, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor couldn't help but make lightsaber oh. noises yeah. on the set of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, my God. Uh, Neeson told Conan O'Brien that the pair automatically started making lightsaber noises when they pulled out their weapons during filming. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> you know what? Can women make that? I was wondering if Kathy could do that for us. I mean, I can't make gun noises, so... Come on, Come on. All right, give me one more. Just don't play the sound effect. I want okay. you to do a presence. <laughs> Yes! Yes! That's not I'm going to give it to him. I, uh, <laughs> I thought maybe Steve hit the button. <laughs> I thought when I was listening to I was actually playing Star Wars. Star Wars. Thank you. Crazy. That's pretty good, Kath. Yeah. I'm impressed. I just watched that again, Phantom Menace, uh, which I have a... Uh, uh, Speaking of kids, Steve, that have to live with a role for the rest of their oh, lives. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. There you go. And he's he's falling on hard times. Yeah. Uh, but uh, th- there is a lot that's very good in that movie. Uh, them, they're really good. And the fact that we lost Liam Neeson's character, though, I would like to have seen him gone on a bit more. He showed yeah. up in Obi Wan, uh, the Did TV he? series. Yeah, um, Jin Guan. What was Qui Gon Jin? Qui Gon Jin. The uh, Rihanna. This, uh, the, <laughs> the Conan series is fantastic. I've become a really big fan of his podcast lately, and the video series that goes along with it is, is really good. And people come in and just talk to him yeah. for lengthy periods of time. And the Liam Neeson and uh, Ewan McGregor one is really great. So he tells them that they started making the lightsaber noises, and apparently George Lucas said, uh, let's cut there. And he goes, boys, can we add that in later? Uh, and O'Brien joked and said, I wish I would have left that in. Wouldn't that have been so great, you two spitting at each other? Uh-huh. Uh, it reminds me of when we were shooting that episode of It's Always Sunny, Preston, and uh, th- we, they kind of told us to, basically, it was Fred Savage was, was directing, and, uh, w- you know, kind of looked like you guys are talking. So Preston and I are actually talking. Yeah, we were yeah, mumbling. Blah, 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 blah. No, you don't, you just have to look like you're talking. Yeah. I go to a lot of uh, high school and grade school productions. And what's funny about that is when you have kids on the stage that are acting like they're talking, they're all talking at the same time. It's like, no, 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 no. Right. You actually have to act like you're having a conversation. 
Yeah. Four people can't be talking at the same time in a conversation. All right. Um, we have movies opening this weekend to tell you about. Movies to tell you about. Number one, we'll start with My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Comedy starring uh, Nia Verdalos, John Corbett, Elena uh, Campores. And you can join the Portocalas family as they travel to a family reunion in Greece for heartwarming and hilarious uh, trip full of love, twists and turns, and opa. Opa! And it's an hour and 31 minutes long, rated PG-13, wide theater release, and it only gets a 30% of it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, the Nun 2, starring uh, Tessa Far- Farmiga. Uh, Jonas Bloquette and Storm Reed. In 1956, France, a priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Valak, the demon nun. Hour and 50 minutes long, rated R, Rotten, it's wide theater release and the Rotten Tomato score, 53%. By the way, that's the tomato meter, by the way. And then uh, you have Aristotle and Dante discover of the Secrets of the Universe. Uh, it is a drama and comedy and fantasy, and it stars Max uh, Palayo, uh, Reese Gonzalez, and Eugenio Debrez. And it is about this. Resentful at the world, 15-year-old Aristotle Mendoza wants to blend in and be left alone. But the summer he meets his uh, meets free spirit Dante Quintana at the local swimming pool, everything changes. Dante is everything that Ari isn't, and his wanderlust for life and artistic spirit shakes something loose in Ari. Finally, he has a friend, a near-magical being. Dante disrupts Aristotle's world, introducing him to music, poetry, and lessons about the sky. Hour and 36 minutes long. It's rated PG-13. It is a limited theater release, and it's the highest score of the the Rotten Tomatoes giving it an 89%. President Eugenio Debris is the vocal coach in Coda. The vocal. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I love, I love that, that guy. guy. I th- he got really, really ill. Yeah. Oh, Did no. he? You in remember there was a story about him where they released a statement uh, saying that he was really super sick and never really huh. came forward with what that is. He, of all, there were so many people that did an exemplary job. I really wish he would have gotten a nomination too, but there were so many people yeah. in CODA that deserved nominations. He didn't get one, but he was He's fantastic great. in that movie. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go with the clips. The reality real estate TV show Selling the OC is back with their second season here. Oh, so cool. Alex Hall <laughs> defends her attention-grabbing personality on the show. I'm loud, and I am direct. We all have pretty big energy, so I think that that happens naturally. And I have gotten that before, that I, you want to be the center of attention. I don't want to be. I think it just happens when I open my mouth. Shut the f- uh, season two of Selling the I, I just love it already. Yeah. Uh, premieres today on Netflix. Those are the people, people I want to spend time with. Uh, do those people exist here? In, in, in or are they all television? just out there? They're out there. All right. All right. Next clip. Here we go. 
All Fun and Games is a new thriller about deadly versions of childhood games where there are no winners, just survivors. In this clip, writer and director Ari Costa talks about the movie's special effects. Here we go. The interesting thing about Daniel is that um, the, the at least demon version of, of him is played by a, a, a local actress named Summer Howell in Winnipeg. So it's a it's a female wearing a prosthetic face of a young boy. I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see okay. it. Uh, it is an hour and thirty. Wait, that's the wrong thing. I'm looking at here. All fun and games is in theaters now. By the way, all right, and there you go. That's what I have. Magical in the entertainment report for you this morning. All right, we have a lot going on. Pat Oswalt is going to be joining us today. Uh, comedian Ali Sadiq will be stopping by. Sold out shows all weekend at Punchline. They added a show tomorrow at 4 p.m. Uh, so we'll check in with them. And, of course, we have the back to school A to Z. We are in the letter N right now. What will be next? Find out in a moment. Nick McElwain, Sunday from 2 to 4 for a game day MMRBQ ticket raid at Fitzwater Station off Route 422 in Phoenixville. Enjoy a huge selection of craft beers, handmade cocktails, and fresh off the smoker ribs, wings, and chicken. Watch the game in their 1830 Rustic Pub or on the deck along the canal with kayak rentals available. Fitzwater Station, anything but ordinary. Follow them on Facebook for specials. Without further ado, we give you Kathy Romano. Yeah! Oh my God. Wow. Give it up, good people. <laughs> what just happened? Okay, on the Google Express. <laughs> on the Google Expressway, we've got an accident. Two right lanes are blocked. You are stopped eastbound between City Avenue and Montgomery. Uh, oh my goodness. Also, uh, out in Bucks County, Route 1, northbound. Someone's blocking. Oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> Route 1 in Bucks County, northbound at Stony Hill Road. The left lane blocks. That is another accident. Uh, on the Vine, westbound, we're slow. Eighth to Broad, the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Northeast extension, northbound at Quakertown. Another accident there. Also in Collingswood, Route 130, northbound. Jam the Black Horse, uh, 42 freeway to the Black Horse Pike, where the right lane is blocked with an accident. 55 northbound, heavy Deptford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by... Mattress Warehouse of Philadelphia. Save up to 70% at Mattress Warehouse today and sleep better tonight knowing you got the best possible price. Mattress Warehouse. Visit mattresswarehouse.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thanks, Kath. Uh, why don't we just do it? Let's let's get to the junk drawer. Oh, oh, I, I, it's, it's the junk drawer. Yeah. Questions clean and out of junk drawer. Getting things out of the junk drawer. Finding stuff here in the junk drawer. Let's go in there and see what we can find. What is the actual status of your junk drawer right now? How clean is it? Oh, at home? Yeah. It's packed. Yeah. Uh, like me I'm, too. I, I've got, there's three of them that need to be cleaned I think there's out. a dead animal in mine. I'm there not sure. May very well be something like that. I had, never mind, but I had three drawers that I couldn't open all the way. Yeah. Oh my, oh my God. Yesterday. I hate it when that happens. Uh-huh. All right. So I thought this was very, very interesting. Did you guys know on Sunday it is Grandparents Day? Ah. Uh, we're going to spend time with my dad on Sunday uh, for that. But with that, there was a survey that was done, and it's about 
nicknames that grandkids give to their grandparents or what you call like your gum grandparents. Gum? Like gum gum. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what Ben calls my mom. Gum gum. So uh, when it comes to those, uh, the new survey by uh, Preply found the popularity varies by state. Okay. And so they broke it down by state. To di- the, uh, the dive into Americans' terms of endearment for their grandparents comes in anticipation of National Grandparents Day on Sunday. May I guess what uh, we call it, what PA is yes. likely to call their grandpa? Go ahead. Poop knife. No, not, poop, not knife. poop knife. No. I'm not a big fan of mom and pop pop. I think those are great. My mom goes by grandma. My mother in law goes by grandma. Both of like my father and grand and uh, father in law went by pop pop. I, I on the other hand, am I? I'm gonna completely flip the script. And uh, if or are when, you gonna demand that they call you something? You're goddamn straight. I am, okay. uh, dude. Hi, Grandmom. I want them to call me dude. I want my grandkids to call me dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That'll last for about an hour. You're flipping the script. I'm flipping it. You will nah. demand do- the respect. We're going to dude's house. Yeah. Or, hey, dude. Yeah. Hi, dude. Hey, dude. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think right. that, and it's easy because it's one syllable. <laughs> At once, and it starts with a D. I think. Um, what if yeah. it was grand dude? Uh, grand dude. That's fun. Thank you making a mistake. Bad. I think you got to keep you got to keep the respect level up. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I, I like, dude. What about Diane? Uh, no, I don't want. He doesn't want to be called Diane. Diane. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to be called Diane. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, that's oh, although going, that would be cool. We're going over to your <laughs> Diane's house today. Hi, Grand Diane. Um, what do you think she would like to be called? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I think uh, Beyonce. A little time. Why are you even thinking about this? I, listen, man, I have a seventeen-year-old and fourteen-year-old. You know, and sixteen-year-old. Oh, you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, we uh, growing up, let's go through what we called our, our grandparents yes. and. Then we'll then we'll move on to this uh, study. So what my my parent my uh, my all my grandparents lived in uh, Kentucky in the state of Kentucky. So I don't. That know was a great soap opera, by the way. All my grandparents. Uh, <laughs> it so my maternal side was uh, Mama and Papa. I like that. And my paternal side was Granny and Grandpa. Did they were you a little more Southern, a little more mm-hmm. straight ahead? Yeah. In because of the Southern. Um, <clears throat> that that sort of um, uh, phrasing and, and the way you call the grandparents was Mima ever uh, uh, brought up? Not in my family, right? But I have heard that. I've heard of Mima. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What about you, grandparents? So uh, my my uh, grandma on my uh, father's side was grandma, and my grandmother on my mother, my mother's mother, was Nan, nanny, Nan. Yeah. I like Nan. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about okay? And both were grandpa. Both were grandpa. Well, I never met you know uh, my. My mother's father, my grandfather on that side, he, he passed away, you know, when she was a little girl. So. All right. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Nick? But don't you think some of these, sorry, Nick, before you go, don't you think some of these are, um, like, based on your ethnicity, too? Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot yeah no of- Which is yeah. why you're going to be really surprised at the Pennsylvania okay. uh, grandmother name, and I'll get like, to that in a moment. Yeah, I think mommy can be there. Um, but, yeah, my uh, maternal were mama and pop up, and then my uh, paternal uh, grandparents were grandma and grandpa. Right. Okay. How about you, Marissa? Uh, my paternal grandfather, and yeah, grandfather died before I was born. So, uh, grandmom was my uh, grandmom. But funny because my cousin calls her mom mom. So it's mom-mom. weird having like two different names yeah. for the same. Nobody ever goes grand grand. And then uh, my mom's parents were Nan and Pop. Okay. And that's what my mom goes by. Um, although her sister goes by K, which I think is a really good. Her K? first name yeah. is Callan, so she just goes by K K A Y. Okay, so that's who? what the grandparents call her, Kay? Yeah. Kay. Okay. Wait, and who was the woman that lived past 100? My grandmother. 
And she was what? My dad's, that was grandma. Grandma. Grandma okay. and mom mom to my cousin. Okay. And I had mom mom and pop pop. All right. My kids call my mom Gigi. Uh, Gigi's yes, another one. I, I yeah. That which stands for gorgeous grandmother. Yeah. Right. All right. So this is interesting. The top uh, uh, in, in the three states in our area, Drumroll? Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Pennsylvania, the, the most common nickname for the grandmother, this is really interesting, is Oma. Oma? Yeah, Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah. Oh, uh, is that what that is? Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah, German heritage. Oh. I did not know Okay. Oma. 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 Uh, and for the grandfather is Pop Pop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I do. Oma is is kind of a revelation. I that would not have occurred to me, but it does make sense. Yeah. Uh and then for New Jersey, the grandmother uh nickname it preferred is Booby. 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 Hans. Hans. Booby. What? I'm your white knight. <laughs> That's such a great line. That's the most popular in B- the entire state. Booby. B-U-B-B-E. Did you say that <laughs> your grandmother is Booby? Booby. Well, that's the Jewish community, right? I, I, yes, I always yes, assume, yes, yes that, okay. that grandmothers are, are, are boobies. Boobie is, a, is yeah. a, of Jewish descent. Uh, the grandfather uh, nickname is Papa. Papa. I don't know if that's Papa or Papa. 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 Or Papa. Or Papa. Hello, Papa. Hey, Papa. Yes. Booby, good to see you. We're going to Booby at Papa. We're going to Booby's house for a schmear. Marissa brought up an interesting point because my nieces and nephews call my parents uh, Grammy and Grandpa, uh, but my, but Ben calls them uh, Gum Gum and Papa Tom. It's like the, so, so they br- have different names from different kids. Nick, bringing that up, I, I let it go when Marissa said it, but it makes my blood boil. What? Because, because you just hate Marissa? No. Uh, <laughs> Um, be- because the first in the family who has a child should that they set who grandma and grandpa are going to be and the names they're going to be and whether grandma and grandpa pick it or not, that's their choice. So then, I think it's up to the grandparents and, and, right. it's, I, and like, I, I just, right. I, I just know from when I had kids, the parent, the, like, the, you know, my in-laws and my parents were the ones who said, this is what I'm going to be called. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, my parents didn't put their foot down and decide that. So now they're <laughs> different things and it's. And it, it's highly you, annoying. It annoys you. Annoys the ever. What would be your preference? Effing. <laughs> wow. Of me. What would be your preference? Well, the preference would have been what we chose. Right. Yeah. That wasn't it because they didn't like it. Huh. Who right. didn't Bastards. like it? The other siblings in the family. Uh, wow. Their spouses, man. I guess. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. You. There's going to be a firestorm. You my go. blood boil. <laughs> uh, it makes my blood really? boil. Really? Are you more likely yes. to. Okay. Because it also wasn't just, okay, we're not going to do that. It was, well, that's stupid. Oh, wow. So well, now, they're, now they're You're throwing stupid. shade at your thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. I understand. Uh-huh. Thank Sounds, you. I am. Like I'm you with you. Say, Kathy. What? It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> My blood's boiling with that. and for, for me. you. Thank you. I appreciate your support, Casey. All right. Uh, oh, so, and, and then for for Delaware, <laughs> yeah, get back to uh, for the grandmother, the most popular term is uh, Nana. Nana. And uh, for grandfather's pop-up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Nana, I, I always associated that with the Irish because that my Irish grandmother was Nana. I don't oh, know okay. if it is or not, um, but that's what I always thought. What would you have called Janice Chopper? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ooh, what Booby? Booby, right? I guess yeah. Booby, yeah. yeah. 
So the most popular nicknames for grandma, uh, Prepley says when it comes to affectionate terms uh, for grandmothers, Nana was the most popular in 12 states, followed by a three-way tie for second, which is Grammy, Granny, and Gran. So grandma is not really that popular. Um, no, not really. Yeah, Which is kind of odd. Nana seems to be the most popular if you want to take, you know, the most amount right. of states. And Nanny, uh, what does Nan or Nanny fall at the list? Uh, th- it's a three-way tie for second. So Grammy, Granny, and Grand. But Nana, I don't see Nanny at all. Huh. Uh, however, uh, t- tied with the formal for third place. Nanu Nanu? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, abuela. Ah, uh, yes. Spanish for grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the formal grandmother and mama. For third place, which is what we use for and no Mima. grandmother, no Mima's. Yeah, wait, you know my uh, just a quick side story. My uh, salsa group that I used to perform with, it was uh, a group of girls, um, right. and we were, you know, on the older side of the group performing. Right. Everybody else was was much younger, so our team name was Las Abuelas. Las Abuelas. <laughs> uh, hang on, Casey. I have Debbie wants to comment on something you said here a minute ago. Hi, Debbie. Good morning. Good morning. What's I up? I just wanted Casey to. I just wanted Casey to know that. My grandkids call my husband dude. I lo- all right, so it, he's not their biological grandfather? Oh, no, he's, he's their real grandfather. Oh, okay. All right. We said my husband as if he had no, like, love relationship. My children's father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, did he pick that, or did they just start calling him that? No, he picked that. Oh, he sounds, uh, be, he sounds it. really cool. Well, it's not a race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, listen. You, you got to go. I would go more traditional for you. I think you should. You should yeah, command respect. Casey's very particular about names. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely a thing for you. I'm not saying that's as a negative or anything like that. I don't that, know what that means. <laughs> well, no. I mean, like it um, makes his blood boil. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you you have a very you very specifically you have ideas about names that are important to you, like with your uh, pet names, with your pet like names, that. with your kids, naming your daughter Casey after you. Yeah. Yeah, but that actually was my wife's idea. Okay. That well, was not my, I just was like, oh, I kind of like but that. names and, and nicknames are, that's important to you. And it's, you know, it's just, it's a thing that you have. Which what do you cool. think? So what, which you, you think about these. Oh, what do you think? These are important to you. What's yeah. that? You might go with. If you were. I don't know. If that is. I, I, I'm, I'm about pee buds. I, uh, pee buds. I haven't thought about it at all. Presbo. Um, I think Presbo. 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 Yeah. I do think you should have the, a little Going bit of the traditional, house. but also something that has, you know, gum gum. There's sort of warm, warm feelings. Yeah. And it, it, what we're doing is we're attaching our fond memories to that. It may not be the same case for subsequent generations. Yeah. There's also Nona, um, which is the Italian grandmother. Right. And then um, my, my sister-in-law uh, has her kids call her mother, uh, and she's on the young, she's a younger grandmother, but they call her Glam Mom. Glam Mom. That's cool. <laughs> I think I like that. You know, it's funny. The the uh, thought of uh, your child getting pregnant early, right? Like in their, right. in their teens and stuff like that is... Fun. Well, listen, <laughs> it, is, it is a tragic thought. But the He's reality is once you get past the uh, the embarrassment or whatever... The difficulty. The, the, the difficulty yeah. of it all, like, you're a young grandparent. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- there is a... There is There's a, a benefit to lining. having promiscuous children. Yes. <laughs> the upside of yeah. They learn their lesson early. Uh, I will be a, an attractive grandparent. I hope you have promiscuous yeah. children. <laughs> Not that I'm encouraging it, <laughs> but if you're going to be loose, junior high would be the time. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, 
Let me go. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to have to. We do have to get some other things. There's other junk in the trunk. Yeah, but let me go to, uh, is it Brielle? Is that your name, Brielle? That is. What's up, Brielle? Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, my grand, or my kids call my father, I don't know where it came from, Buppy. Buppy. Okay. Buppy. So yeah. Part he boy, part puppy. <laughs> I'm a mog. <laughs> yeah. Did they pick it? It used to be called P-Pop. Oh, no. He's incontinent. Okay. I, I kind of like puppy. puppy. It, it does have sort of a a, a Jewish traditional like, like, um, um, uh, like Booby. Booby. Yeah. But it's, yeah, uh, not Jewish. Yeah. But, but you, but <laughs> it's fun because it's your own thing, you know? I mean, that's, if it, if it, if it generates a warm, feeling and and they're they oh. like it what i i i do yeah. think it is grandparents discretion to decide what they would want to be called thank you buppy yeah, yeah. I, appreciate buppy. It. I like buppy and he loves it i mean he is the buppy this is buppy and this is bad Thanks, i had yeah. forgotten about uh, the clip of uh, the gam gam uh, uh-huh. from uh, horrible bosses do we have it we have to play yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. but it's kevin spacey and and uh he you know jason bateman, jason bateman comes to him uh, to tell him that uh, he had to miss his grandmother's funeral <laughs> and kevin spacey looks like he has serious concern yeah. on his oh. face i had no idea and do we have the, uh, yep yeah this is the clip this is is just the best. Uh, here we go. I'm sorry. Thank you. I had no. And he goes. He goes. You made me miss my Gam Gam's funeral. <laughs> and then he looks at him with serious concern. I'm sorry. Thank you. I had no idea that <laughs> you called your grandmother. See, it's just so horrible. It's just the best. All right. What line, Casey? Eight. <laughs> All right, let me go to, this is uh, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Kelly, what are your gra- what are the grandparents called? So my father-in-law used to tell people that before he was retired, that he was Batman. <laughs> and when we told them we were pregnant with our first son, Nolan, he said, oh, Grandpa Batman. So now my kids call my in-laws Grandma and Batman. Oh, my God, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Listen, he likes it. He yeah. wants it. They're they're down with it. That's fine. He loves it. And it sounds amazing when we're in public and people are like Batman, come look at this. Yeah. Well, that's also you're, you're you know there's there's someone who's an authoritative figure. So to me that works. You're not losing the respect. Not at all. Yeah, Batman. All right. Thank Love you, it. Kelly. When you think about it like you're not allowed to give yourself a nickname just in general. Uh, and we've talked about this in the past. Kathy and I uh, know somebody who tried to change their nickname from, uh, well, I don't want to say what yeah. it was, but he tried to change it to Taz. Taz? Something better than yeah, he something better than what he was. <laughs> it wasn't Skibig Nose, was No, it, it wasn't okay. Skibig Nose. Uh, no, it was a guy named Fetus. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you could see why he changed yeah, it. And we're like, yeah. you're not allowed to give yourself a nickname, but hey, as a grandparent. <laughs> as, as a grandparent, you uh, earned it. No, but it's like uh, what was the Adam Sandler movie where he has the kid? Oh, Big Daddy, Big Daddy, and he likes him Frankenstein. Yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. I'm like, all right. When he calls him Frankenstein for the first time, it's hilarious. All right. Uh, well, listen, loads of calls are up, and I appreciate it, but we do need to He's got uh, more junk. We'll, we'll wrap with that next okay. in a second. I want to go through the junk door here real quick. Uh, all right, here's one. This is interesting. So I had no idea the history of this. Of course. Um, Mathematicians claim to have proven that the six degrees of separation phenomenon is real. Uh, okay. The, the theory of six degrees of separation suggests you're only six acquaintances away from knowing anyone in the world. Because if we have Norse, of course, know the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right. But apparently, 
this is good for almost anyone in the world that you can be connected to within six steps. If you think of, you go out one level and think of all the people that first level person would encounter. Yeah. And then, you know, and then increase exponentially up to six. The odds are pretty good. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, there's that connection. What I found was interesting is the idea. They're all Kevin Bacon. No, is the idea for this, because I first heard of it with the Kevin Bacon thing. Right. Uh, was actually uh, in a short story written by uh, Phrygius Carathini in 1929. What was the ah, short story I don't based? Know. Was it? Did, does it mention Kevin Bacon? It does not. <laughs> not in 1929. He wasn't alive. Um, I still have some friends that you know work in the news industry. So anything that here locally and anything right. that happens here, you know, part of her job is to you know find people involved in whatever the incident is and connect them with the reporters and all that kind of stuff. And so she always says, if there's like something that happens here, she contacts me because she's like, I'm looking for somebody. You you are always connected to somebody some way. So she <laughs> yeah, calls it great. the well, so yeah. Casey. You yeah. know, any any and Delco, dude. Delco, somebody yeah. just asked me the other day if I knew anybody or was connected in any way to the media little league team that went to the Little League yeah. World Series. I'm like, yeah. of, of course I am. <laughs> it's like one degree of separation. One degree. The one kid who played third base, his grandmother and my mother went to high school together and his uh, dad and uncles, we all went there to high you school go. together. I'm like, of course. Yeah. We should do a, because I bet it would be three degrees of separation. For, for Casey and Delco? Exclusively in yeah, Delaware. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what are we looking at? Oh, uh, Nick, did you just pull this up off yeah. Uh, Twitter? Yeah, this was something that I saw pop up last night and it's a Delco live um they've they've traded Casey or they've traded for Casey uh, and gave away Jennifer Aniston and the McRib. So, so they uh, were doing like a fantasy football team of, of Delco institutions or Delco people. I had no idea that the McRib was a Delco institution. Yeah, Me neither. And, and Jennifer Aniston lived in Delaware County for yeah, a little while in Eddie Stone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about the McRib if there if it has. I see where the uh, connection to Delco and the McRib exists. That's pretty Traces cool. If there is one. Not. Yeah. Well, okay. Huh. Uh, so by the way, this uh, team had created a game where people make connections with neighbors outside of their networks. He said, "When we this is according to the doctor uh, that uh, uh, helmed this study, <clears throat> when we did the math, we discovered an amazing result. This process always ends with social paths centered around the." Number six. Uh, well, that's pretty wild. It's yeah, pretty it amazing, but it makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, back in the junk drawer here. All righty. All right. Uh, this is according to a Phillips survey of 2,000 women found that 22% of women are just fine letting their leg, armpit, and bikini line hair grow. No. 22%? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, they also found that 14% say body and facial hair are forms of self-expression. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Facial hair? I was just uh, combing out my wife's beard last night. <laughs> Aww. I can handle- Listen, I know a ton of people, though, that are fine with it. And, like, to me, it's it's itchy. Like, I don't want all that, of that so, there. So, uh, yeah. Um, once you get past the stubble, I think you're okay. I mean, like I, I have hairy legs. You can't really see if the hair is really light. Well, you're also you guys are also used to hairy legs. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't have very. Uh, we're, we're sort of a hairless family. My wife has no body hair and and short hair, you know, on her head. So, what are the cats I, that have no hair? Oh, the. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the what are they? Called? You're like that. Oh, dude, our old intern just got one. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome, and I can't believe I'm forgetting what the, the name of them. Uh, mm. They're highly sought after. Sphinx. The Sphinx. There. Uh, there's another name. Okay. Um, 
Canadian Sphinx? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Canadian that's Sphinx. It. Sphinx. Canadian Sphinx. Yeah. Hairless Oh, cat. Leon Sphinx. Yeah. That's my next cat, by the way. It's also uh, very cultural. We, you know, with American women, um, you know, if, yes. you go, if you go to Europe, uh, that, that natural look, Preston. Uh, <laughs> healthy. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's natural. It's healthy. And, um, but it's not uncommon. And therefore, it's not nearly as repulsive to other cultures. I'm not. Yeah, I'm sure. not. I I'm not a fan, but I'm not. If someone wants to be that way, that's fine. But you're not a fan because that's what you grew up with. That's yeah, what you know. Yeah, true. The yeah. leg hair bothers me personally the least. Like that, I could um, I could probably do. I don't have any hair anymore anyway, but I could probably get away with that. I would my armpits. No way. You couldn't rock some jungle and, pits and the like bikini <laughs> line. Absolutely not. Even uh. even throughout the entire winter, I when I had hair, I would always shave. Who amongst uh. us has the hairiest armpits? Not me. I, I, I have no hair right I now. I have no hair. You don't have hair no, in your no, armpits. No. Let me see. I gotta see not that. Me. Got wow. him lasered. I have a. <laughs> Let me see. I'll judge. Decent amount. Why am I showing my? Nick own probably. Uh, you might be the most. I think Nick is Nick definitely. USA. USA. <laughs> Nick's is like curling. Look, look at my arm arm hair. I, 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 I have a little bit of uh, Indian blood in me as well, yeah. and apparently there is sparse of hair. My legs, Kathy. No, no. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. you're you're pretty hairy. I had the mirror dry thing done for me at the Strella Med Spa, but and, that wasn't hair, right? But it, it um, eliminates hair growth, oh. and so when I so it, it, I don't sweat there all that much, although. And, <laughs> When, you just, <laughs> yes, you just scratch and sniff. I See if did. there's any hair up your smells, ass. Smells great. Uh, degree. Uh, oh, what flavor? I think it's Cool Rush. That's what I go with. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Would you guys think it was like? Would it? Do you think it would feel bizarre, or would you not like it if there was no hair there? What for? for Under your arms? It was well, weird. I'm first. fine. Yeah, when I'm okay with it. First did it. It was weird. See, I don't think it would feel weird until the stubble, and still like a day after or so, and then it started would start getting itchy. But but if it were completely smooth, you, have would. you ever shaved your pits? No, no. You know what? Maybe it would. When I do groom downstairs, right. When it's time to take it all off, there is kind of a clam. Me feeling there for a, a little while. Stop that day. talking about clams. <laughs> yeah, clams. Uh, but but it's a little cooler because that hair does yeah. keep yeah. heat in there. Mm. So so I will that uh, my my uh, my my pubes are not um, lush. Uh, so the mild trimming gets that done. So again, I remain <laughs> rather hairless. I, used oh, to I be got a full on disco bush. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got. I'm, I'm oh, is that right? I'm way over right, yeah. down there. Hey, take it down. Oh, hold on a second. Come on now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our disco lights are on. Yeah, that's right, man. Presentation of some disco push. Steve, last night, uh, Niles Rogers was uh, open for Duran Duran. Yeah. And he started doing the... The crowd. I tried to get my phone out in time to film oh, it for you guys, and I missed it. I thought about you immediately. <laughs> and the whole crowd was doing it. Oh you guys God. remember the Adam Sandler bit where he goes, "I got. I bet you got a Harry Bush, man." <laughs> There's Conan O'Brien. Like he's in the principal's office, and Conan's like, "Yes, it's a veritable." Jungle down there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, fourteen uh, percent uh, found that, uh, like I said, body and facial hair are forms of self-expression. About half of women were concerned about skin irritation caused by hair removal products. So, yeah. Well, the, the state of the art has gotten pretty good with that now, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. But you can, if you're doing it at home, you can still give yourself burns and oh, okay. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you remember the the, the the first kid who really like in school got you know arm hair and uh, oh hell yeah, I remember Tony. Tony Canisano. Yeah. 
had like a full mustache in the fifth grade. <laughs> it was so like, weird. It was well, like it looked like Tom, mini Tom Selleck. There, there are some ethnic, ethnicities where you will th- yeah, that, yeah. that uh, puberty starts a little bit earlier yeah. with with hair growth. His wife so, loved it though. Yeah, there was there was a guy who had a full on mustache <laughs> in like seventh grade, and we were like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a kid that I know who uh, he had the shave in grade school, and in high school, uh, I mean, he had grown like such a crazy like thick beard. He would shave before school. He actually got demerits. He had a five o'clock shadow before school was even what? over. He got dem- yeah, he went to Do you remember high when you first started shaving your face regularly? Uh, I was probably out of college. Okay. I was very, very self-conscious about the lack of body hair I had growing up all through high school. I was I probably mean, about 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wanted so desperately to have all of that stuff. <laughs> I so desperately want a hairy bush. Well, now, like, shaving, I, I mean, I have a beard, not because I like the way it looks. It's because I don't like shaving. Right. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> all right. Um, well, listen, uh, that's going to be it for the junk drawer. Aww. We're going to get something else from Nick. I'm sorry. That was the Getting close to eight. But real quick uh, recap: uh, Nick had the Thursday night kickoff last night. Yes, uh, the Bud Light kickoff, and it was at the Grog. Right? It was. Yeah. And listen, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. It was one of the best events I've ever attended before. There were so many really cool people there. Um, we gave away Eagles tickets. We do this every Thursday. Casey, I know you're doing a bunch, and Marissa's doing a bunch throughout the season. Uh, so um, it just was an awesome event. But I want to say hi to the uh, Haverford Middle School teachers who stopped by. They're all PE teachers. Uh, Steph, Devin, Sandy, Becca. And they brought a guy uh, named Marco. Marco is a Chiefs fan. We let him in anyway. Um, and, and they lost. I, and they lost last night, <laughs> which made Marco upset, which was hilarious. But um, uh, the winner. Oh, and by the way, uh, Roy Perry stopped by. Oh, yeah. Roy Perry. Roy. Roy used to work here. And Roy's a great guy and uh, listens every day. And it was really nice to see him. Uh, but the winner was this woman named Leslie. She won the Eagles tickets for the home opener, which is uh, next Thursday coming up. And Leslie took a bus from Brewerytown to get there. She saw a, the post on Instagram. She was, and she's a huge Eagles fan. She's an Eagles tattoo, and she just was this little adorable woman. And uh, maybe the best winner I've enter, ever oh, encountered on any event. Wow, ever. That's great. She was so excited. Steve, she was dancing quite literally <laughs> for about an hour after the event. Like wow. she just was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Casey before, like I was, I was so excited at her excitement. It, it made me just Love over uh, overcome with joy oh, to see her yeah. excitement. And oh, it's fantastic! So if if you ever get a chance to come to these events and you're an Eagles fan, please do because last night's was was just perfect. And thanks to uh, Christine and everybody at the Grog for hosting us because it was it was a really good time. And that's going to be every Thursday, every Thursday night. Yeah, and I'm right. doing the one next week, uh, but Casey has a bunch, Marissa has a bunch. So uh, thanks for letting me say hi to those guys. I like the Grog a lot. They were so cool, and the Grog's yeah, a yeah. great bar. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Come back in a second as we do have some bizarre. Stories. We have a guest who's going to stop in here to tell you a very cool yeah. bit of information. And the Back to School A to Z, great song from the Screaming Trees. When we come back, we are in the ends, so stick around. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What, 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 what? It's the A to Z is kind of messing some things up here. It's Friday. Yeah. Oh. We didn't do our froggy tune, so we have to do that because it's not Friday if we don't do that. So, um, we'll uh, now Casey will pull this up here. It'll take too sweet. It'll be arriving any moment now. Ah, in fact, we're ready to go. Here we go. This morning by J Dog Junk Removal and Hauling got junk. Want it gone? Then you want J Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military family owned and operated. Visit J Dog Junk Removal RDSC.com. This is J Dog Junk Removal RDSC.com. Well, ankle bracelets are one way that authorities keep track of the movements of lawbreakers, and on occasion, suspects try to remove the GPS devices. Surveillance cameras were recording on Tuesday in Ohio when an offender used a trip to the Ace Hardware store <laughs> to ditch his electronic tether. Now, security video shows a man wandering around the store, and he was then approached by an employee. Can I help you, sir? He told her that he was looking for the hedge clippers. Uh. And after getting a pair of clippers, the man walked just out of sight of surveillance camera. A short time later, he placed a small black item on a shelf in aisle one, and then he grabbed a free bag of popcorn, walked out the front door, and was last seen grabbing a backpack and riding away on a bicycle. Fifteen minutes later, employees found an ankle bracelet stashed on the shelf in aisle one, and that's when they realized the man had used the hedge clippers 
to cut off the GPS in monitor. In a hardware and store. In a hardware store. Is there no decency? Uh, when the employees were called, or they called the police, and they were told that it, it was not a police matter. and that's It's a hardware matter. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's when they decided to call the number listed on the ankle bracelet, which connected them to the Ohio Adult Parole Authority. <laughs> Later that day, two parole officers came to the store, Hello. picked up the monitor, and thanked the employees for doing their civic duty. They are trying to find the guy. They don't know where he is at this point. But, would that yep. would said bracelet, would, would that have been activated the second? Was he under house arrest? I, I guess it depends on what kind you have. Because right. I have heard yeah. that sometimes when you dismantle them that they will the, alert them. The, immediately, yeah. Yeah, so not really sure. Uh, a couple unearthed a stash of spirits hidden behind the drywall of their New Jersey home mm. while moving in. Scary. Kathy and Roy Ocamp had only lived in their new house for two days when their basement flooded following a storm. While removing the soaked sections of the wall, a cascade of empty booze bottles tumbled from the section okay. <laughs> of a plasterboard that was cut away. I saw this video. Yeah, in a video recorded by the couple, Roy can be seen shaking his head in disbelief as seemingly never ending stream of plastic flasks wow. fell from the open wall. I mean, it, the reality here is that uh, an alcoholic used to live in that house. Well, that's, yeah. the, and and yeah. it, actually, they contacted them. So, yeah. uh, they shared the odd discovery on Instagram, uh, inspiring commenters to joke that the couple bought the house from Captain Morgan himself. Others, however, said that there was nothing funny about the previous owner's addiction. Kathy revealed uh, that the previous homeowner saw the viral video online and had contacted the couple. And the person who did it saw it and said that there uh, were hundreds Hundreds more. Wow. But also that he is now three years sober. Well, there you go. He was obviously hiding it from someone in the house. Yeah, and I know somebody couldn't used throw to it do in that. the trash. And put they do it in the wall? Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay, so that's, that's going to great lengths. Yeah. They needed to go to a hardware store. <laughs> that's where you get your supplies. Uh, in Canada, listen to this, a stolen vehicle collided with a bear carcass while speeding away from Mounties before bursting into flames. Oh, this is for goddamn <laughs> Officers were investigating a suspected stolen car around 1.45 a.m. on Saturday when the vehicle collided with a bear carcass. Uh, the vehicle continued on despite suffering considerable damage. So we assume that the carcass was sprawled in the street. It wasn't a zombie bear. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, soon after, officers observed the vehicle engulfed in flames on on the wow. side of the road and confirmed it to be a Mazda stolen from a business. A suspect was located nearby and arrested before being released pending further investigation. Mounties are asking anyone with information to contact them. Speaking of bear attacks, man, you think there's been a lot of sightings and attacks here in Japan? Yes. Bear attacks on humans are increasing at an unprecedented rate with 54 incidents reported nationwide in the four months uh, to July. Uh, so according to the Environmental uh, Environment Ministry, uh, the figure so far is the highest since record keeping started in 2007. What's causing this? An expected poor harvest of acorns this fall could prompt more bears to wander <sighs> into human settlements in search of food. Bears and their acorns. Uh, by month, uh, by May and June, they saw the highest number of cases at 17 each, followed by June with 16 and April with four. A total of 56 people were injured in the 54 incidents, and one of them died. I never knew that acorns were a substantial part of the bear diet. 
Uh, for I believe like black bears, they are yeah. mainly uh, they, they eat a lot of vegetation. Don't mind if I do. Uh, many of the victims were picking edible wild plants in the woods when they were attacked, and officials urged residents wow. and tourists in the area to carry bear bells and stay fully alert in places with poor visibility where a sudden encounter with a bear. There was happen. a video of the dude who just got a gentle swipe from ba- uh, black yep. bear's claws and like a fifteen-inch bleeding cuts down his. Uh, a torso. One last story. Rescuers in Turkey are preparing a complex effort to reach an American who has fallen ill and is trapped in a cave and he's been there since Saturday. Caver Mark Dickey inside of the Morka Cave uh, is around 3,400 feet from the entrance. The Hungarian Cave Rescue Service said it received a call on Saturday saying a caver inside uh, the around 4,100 foot deep cave was suffering Jeez. gastrointestinal bleeding Uh-oh. and needed help. So his condition is stabilizing. Stabilizing the bleeding is stopped and he's able to walk with assistance, but he needs a stretcher to be removed from the cave complex. Uh, the operation is logistically and technically one of the largest cave rescues in the world, involving 150 rescuers. That's amazing. According to the Caving Federation, which is working with Turkey's government. Uh, rescuers were setting up rope lines Wednesday as part of the rescue effort. Dickey is an instructor with the National Cave Rescue Commission and has been for 10 years. Uh, it is still expected to take quite a few days to get him all the way out of the cave as it's such a difficult and technical cave and he is so far deep in it right now. It's insane. It takes around 15 hours for an experienced caver to reach the surface in ideal conditions. Can't they just blow up the cave? I don't know if they considered that strategy yet mm. or not. I mean, so, make it wider. Wow, that's pretty scary. Alright, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Alright, we have a couple of guests we're going to chat yes. with quickly uh, about a really cool thing that is going to benefit you, and uh, we are happy to welcome to the program this morning, from Duncan, we have Jessica Weissman and JT Young. Hey, hey, hey. And they got something involving coffee that I think, hence the song yes. that I'm playing right now. Uh, but good morning to you guys, both Jessica and JT. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Good morning. All right, now, JT, you're a franchisee? Yes. Franchiser? Franch- franchisee. Sam franchisee. Franchise North East Philadelphia and uh, Bucks County. In Bucks County? Yes, and- Bucks Go. Nice. Award some points to Kathy. Wow. Where exactly are your locations? Uh, ben Salem, all the way up to New Hope, uh, Northeast Philadelphia, wow. Frankfurt Ave. How many locations? 18. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. yeah you're uh, like third a, generation, so yeah. it's not just wow. me. No kidding. You're the Citizen Kane yeah. of Duncan. Yeah. 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 That's some, some say. Yeah. And Jessica, what's your title? Um, You know, a little more boring, but marketing. I'm marketing for the Philadelphia region. That's not so boring. I, I, get the, I get the privilege of working with uh, JT and all of the other Philadelphia area franchisees. So all right. Well, you guys are here to, to announce something really cool, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead yeah. and lay it on us. Yeah. What is it? No, we're excited. We're longstanding partners of the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're thrilled that Eagles season is finally here. And, Duncan, we're proud to be the official coffee of the Philadelphia Eagles. So we feel like it's our job to really fuel Philly throughout the entire Eagles season. So we just launched a new special offer in celebration of the Eagles. It's Free Coffee Mondays. Free mm-hmm. Coffee Mondays. Free Coffee Mondays. That sounds yeah. too good to be true, Jesse. It, What's it the story? It is true. It is true. 
So um, now through the end of the year, uh, Duncan Rewards members can receive a free medium coffee every Monday uh, with any purchase. You could okay. So Duncan Rewards members that mean mm-hmm. essentially sign up for the app and create an account. Yeah, it's okay. super it takes a easy. second. It does, and I the app one. is great. I yeah. use mine yeah. all the time. Yeah, 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 it's super easy. It's free to download, and and you can pay any way too. When you use the app in store, you can pay with cash, credit, or through the app. And either way, you're earning points. You're having access to special offers like free coffee Mondays, and um, you get some member exclusive, really cool beverages well, as well. Partnering with the Eagles is a, a good continuation because you're drawn to to pro athletes, and of course. Us, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we run on Duncan, so <laughs> there's you. that linear yeah. thing. So, and this goes all the way to the end of the season. It does, yeah. Seventeen Mondays, so seventeen free coffees nice. uh, to keep Philly running all all Eagle season. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty sweet. Now, yeah. JT, I've heard that there's some special donuts in the in the uh, Acme Lounge out there. Yeah, some custom made donuts. Yeah, what are they? I haven't <laughs> seen them yet. Oh, they're, you'll you'll be surprised when you see them. <laughs> and you guys made them. Or, yeah, well, okay. not me personally, oh, but, uh, right. you know, our, no, our you're, wonderful you're, uh, staff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and our faces ended up on these donuts? Yeah, there's a few, first? and a okay. few you'll recognize out there. Maybe uh, some of Casey's faces uh, oh. from his licenses over the years. Oh, my God. Well, let's get him. Get him. We got to see him. Already Dude. Yeah. Well, Maurice is going to bring them in here. By the way, do you guys, is that a, a service that, that Duncan offers if you want custom things like that made? I don't know. Not generally. A few okay. of the locations. Uh, for our, our special friends yeah. in the uh, market and special occasions. For, okay. for yeah. uh, athletes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's Casey's, Casey's uh, most recent uh, license plate or license uh, picture. And then was this <laughs> That was the other one. Ago? That was the old one. They oh, had that made into Hold that up. I want to see it. Yeah, those are phenomenal. <laughs> see that? Oh, that, can you see that? Oh, that's Throwback. terrific. And of course, they have Go Birds and, and all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, Eagles themed with green sprinkles or Jimmies or whatever you want to call that's them. That's awesome. By the way, in the donut world, does anybody call them Jimmies or is that just on ice cream? Yeah, everybody calls them Jimmies around here. Okay. You know, Philadelphia, you know. So, so I'm a sprinkles guy. With that, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a sprinkler as well. But uh, uh, so have you ever gotten, did you come from actually making the donuts yourself or did you just become a franchisee? Have you, did you work through the ranks? Have you operated a Hobart machine? <laughs> I, I operate everything Hobart. still. Uh, yeah, 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 I grew up in the business. That's good. Um, yeah. Northeast Philadelphia, my grandfather and my nana. <laughs> That's what I call my grandmother. That's but, awesome. Uh, I love that. Yes, I started making, you know, we used to make everything in individual stores and, and the muffins and, you know, mixing everything and, uh, and, and cutting you know, brownies and eating munchkins a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the dreaded question when you're a Dunkin' employee is, aren't the munchkins just the holds on the donuts? Because it's like, no. I've seen the machine that generates the munchkins. They're not the holes in the donuts. But everyone thinks so. Yeah. No, it's uh, a big plunger and they're still fried and they're delicious. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jessica, I think you had mentioned uh, you said there's special flavors for Dunkin' Rewards. Uh, well, so member exclusive flavors uh, or member exclusive beverages that, you know, a seasonal. So right now, I think for the fall in celebration, I want to say if you go onto the app, we have about eight special beverages. That um, you can't get unless you are a it, rewards member. It takes a true. second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's through yeah. on-the-go mobile ordering. And you'll use the app. Yeah. You really will. It's Thanks, very, Steve. it's very cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do yeah. every time. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So it starts this Monday. Uh, yeah. Free medium coffee with any purchase. Mm-hmm. And 
so you just yes. if you're going and get a glazed donut, and you get that free coffee that comes along with it. That is correct. Yeah, medium hot or iced coffee. So it's still pretty okay. hot out now, and um, right. I'm an yeah, iced you, coffee fan. You're so. still at that point where you have to yeah. specify. Yeah. Is that hot or cold? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Right. And so I also understand, as the official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles, that you have given us some tickets to give away for <laughs> Thursday's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What? <laughs> 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 It's uh, it's a home opener, which is huge, and so we're going to give those away next week. Awesome! Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic! Yeah, uh, very cool. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, any other details we need to hit for, before we get you guys out of here? No, I just want to say thanks, guys, for having us on. Thank uh, you. You know, Philly runs on Duncan, but also Preston, Steve, oh. and uh, you know, I really appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate oh, you. it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And thanks you. for the tickets. So next week we will give away tickets to the Birds home opener. Nice. How awesome. sweet is that? Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Jessica and JT. Yeah. Rock on with yeah. John. The free coffees on Monday where they purchase, any purchase. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Hang out a little while. We're going to have Pat Oswald on the program. Ali Sadiq is stopping by. So we're having a good time. A to Z continues as well. playing live and live band karaoke with Sidearm. You can vote at WMMR.com now for your favorite singers to take the stage with them at MMRBQ. Don't miss the fuck games and great live bands at MMR's annual music festival. Grab tickets at Ticketmaster starting at 25 bucks and join us September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all the details or hit up WMMR.com. MMRBQ 2023 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Meineke, doing car care right. Also by Pro Team Collision and Wilson Secret Sauce Barbecue. Hey, reminder, we have a special price on uh, MMRBQ tickets. Uh, today's the last day for that, $19.33. Uh, so if you want to grab that uh, discounted price, get to them. Get them now, WMMR.com. And while you're there, vote for... Because voting wraps up on Sunday, uh, the President and Steve Show side stage live band karaoke. We need 10 singers. We have 50 people that entered. Super you need, talented. You need to pick our winners, uh, and they get four tickets to the MMRBQ, and uh, they'll be sharing the stage with not only Sidearm, but uh, we're going to get a set from Don McCloskey. <laughs> Well, I'm really excited uh, to have playing the show. And Jackie Bam Bam's doing a set. And so we're looking forward to this. Coming up quickly, man, it's on the 16th. Don could be a main stage. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 so yeah. it's cool that he's doing the side stage. All right. Let's eat. Oh, All right. Yeah. Connoisseur it's time. time. for the Friday edition of the Connoisseur. Any one day we'll put it on Thursday. All right. I have some food stories and we have some things to give away with some uh, movie clips. We'll get to those in a moment. But... I wanted to point out, and thank you to Steve for sending me this information, but on Sunday, not only is it uh, it's Grandparents' Day, but it's also National TV Dinner Day on Sunday. I and We talked about this. I used to love TV dinners me as too. a kid. And I remember the first, um, uh, Swanson was the first uh, yes. TV dinners that I remember. And then yeah. they had one specifically for kids that would have um, like a brownie in it for dessert. Oh, yeah. and then the brownies were the best one. And then Casey, there was one that used to include a packet of, of uh, powdered chocolate milk. 
Really? Yeah, so you, you can make chocolate huh. milk with your meal. I, I'm um, sure it's incredibly healthy. I I have not thrown up much in my life. Uh, uh. And uh, <laughs> one time when I was a kid, I threw up after eating a Salisbury steak TV dinner. I don't necessarily know if it was the Salisbury steak who who was the responsible the culprit, party, yeah, the yeah, culprit yeah. or whatever, but I have not had Salisbury steak since. No way. And I used to love... Salisbury you know, I'll tell you something. I love TV dinner style Salisbury steak. Do you think you could have one now? I, you know, I would like to try it. Okay. I, I would because my you know, kids eat it all the time. What, they love Salisbury the, the steak. Fr- yeah, like the like the um, who makes it? Um, uh, Stouffer's. Stouffer's. Like you know, they, they they love it. Okay, uh, I, I'm over it. Uh, well, I haven't had it in oh my gosh, uh, long, long forty time. years. Forty years. We'll do it live on air. We got to yeah. do that. Okay. Well, I don't want a microwave one. Like I like the ones that were in the tin foil. That you stuck yeah. in the oven. I will you do can the, still I'll do the them. airplane on the four case. You can still cook them in the in the regular conventional oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, do we have? And I doubt we do. The ZZ Top song, TV Dinners. You guys uh, remember that song? Oh, uh, yeah. I no. TV it. Dinners. Um, so it was in 1953. C. A. Swanson yes. and Sons. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you do. Uh, changed the prepackaged meal business forever, introducing the TV dinner. It revolutionized frozen food. By the way, there you go. Nice. Uh, in 62, they stopped using the name TV Dinner at that point. I mean, the, the concept was you would, <clears throat> you'd sit there and, and, you know, watch this, have this meal while you're watching TV. Yeah. The very first Swanson TV Dinner uh, consisted of a Thanksgiving meal of turkey, cornbread dressing, peas, and sweet potatoes. I used to uh, think they were Thanksgiving. <laughs> originally, dinners. they made the tray of aluminum and they separated each food item into inv- individual compartments. At home, the cook heated the dinner in the oven. The cooking time was usually 25 minutes. Uh, today, nearly all frozen food trays can be cooked in the microwave or a conventional oven. Uh, when Swanson first sold the TV dinners, and I know we've talked about this before, they priced them at 98 cents the first year. Production estimates reached 5,000 dinners. To their surprise, Swanson exceeded that amount. In the first year, they sold more than 10 <laughs> Million. Oh my God! Of them, they thought they were going to sell five thousand, and they, they sold were ten million. So here's kind of the history of uh, of the TV dinner and how it evolved through the years. Uh, in 1960, uh, they added desserts to a yeah. four compartment tray. Okay, four, right. four compartments. Yeah, that yep. makes sense. And it came with yeah, the, yeah. it came with the dessert. In 1964, there was a new product. It was called uh, Nighthawk, originally named after the Nighthawk Steakhouses that operated in Austin, Texas. Uh, the original diners were open all night, catering the late night crowd. The restaurants produced the first frozen Nighthawk TV dinners in 1964. I don't remember that at all. Neither do I. 19. 1969. works with Batman. 1969, the first TV breakfasts were marketed. Yes, I do remember those. Uh, Great Stars breakfasts and breakfast sandwiches uh, followed a little bit later. Now, 1973, I thought this was a game changer. The first, Swanson made the first Hungry Man dinners. Big size meals. I love the Hungry Man dinners. Yep. And so they would have uh, larger portions of the regular dinner products. Big Salisbury steak. And then in 1986, the microwave oven safe trays debuted on the market. Uh, In 1986 as well, the Smithsonian Institute inducted the original Swanson TV dinner tray into the Museum of American History. So up on the screen here, it was my absolute favorite present. It was the Hungry Man fried chicken. Okay. With they had a little bit of potatoes and corn, it was awesome. Yeah, and you know, to this day though, I I'm still eating TV dinners. I eat factor meals, which are the separate compartments. Yeah, and they're very good. Those are all like freshly cooked, though, freshly right? cooked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I see chicken fried steak up there. Oh yeah. my god, is that good? Uh, yeah, it's really good, but it's it's possibly the worst thing you could possibly ever. It's eat. also sta- and all of these things are staggeringly high in sodium. Oh, but yeah. I I was a sucker for them. Yeah, yeah. I was I had, never I was, allowed to have TV, TV dinners. Oh, I believe it. Nope. I believe it. Nope. Uh-uh. But I, you'll you'll get anal cancer. She wasn't a, a like a uh, a good cook a, at a good all. Cook, right? She said this before. I, Kathy I, has. So I I. I Retract that statement. I don't want to say she wasn't a good cook because she cooked. She was a lousy cook. She yeah. cooked us dinner every single night. She had dinner. She just didn't have uh, a large array of repertoire. No, okay. Uh, okay. She was the menu uh, was limited. One hundred percent Irish. So we ate a lot of chicken and potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, rice that she would leave on the stove, forget about, and leave and go shopping <laughs> and come back, ah. and uh, it would be all dried up. Yes. Okay. You know who owns Swanson nowadays? Mm-mm. Our friends at Campbell's. Oh. oh. Okay. Swan, 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 I see a chicken Swan, pot pie there. I knew it started with an S. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, anyhow, yeah. it's uh, it's the anniversary of uh, of TV dinners. Uh, real quick, Mike wants a comment, and then we'll move on to the next item in uh, the connoisseur. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hi, Mike. Nice. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, you guys rock. Um, Thanks, man. I used to, when my parents would go out for the night, yep. they would get us kids' cuisine. <laughs> yeah. We and we would be ecstatic. Me and my sisters were pumped, like when they would go out. So that was a, that was a treat for yeah, you guys. It was. It was like, oh, you guys aren't cooking. We get these lousy chicken nuggets with <laughs> brownie in the oven. Awesome. Yep, dude, I I completely agree. It, it was awesome. And then also when they they companies like Celentano, this is when they were low rent. You know, uh, pizzas. Yeah. Uh, basically, the TV dinner equivalent of pizzas, Celentanos, or uh, any of those things that would just in incinerate the roof of your mouth, oh, but Tatino's, it was always a treat. Yeah. Tatino's uh, pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. <laughs> and oh, believe it or not, mouth burners, I man. I prefer oh, yeah. Tatino's Thanks, in the microwave, believe it or not, rather okay. than the oven the or bacon. the explosively hot. Man, yeah. I haven't had stuff like that in a long time, and I'm sure I, I oh, should probably great. just live with the memory of how great it was no, then. No, they're still good. Well, but pepperoni uh, tatinos is the only way to Preston, go. Preston, I would you would literally <laughs> develop a curtain of hanging flesh from yeah. the roof of your mouth. I just had it last week. Yeah, yeah. It was a delicacy in St. Louis called uh, toasted ravioli. And so at any event you go to, people just have loads of it. And I ate a hot one. And I was like, oh, how I was like doing a hot, <laughs> hot thing. And then later on, on the plane ride home, I felt a blister on oh, the top man. of my, or I was actually, when we were in the, in the airport, I felt a blister on yeah. the roof of my mouth. By the time we were landing, it turned into the flap. The flap curtain. Because yeah, your yeah. mouth uh, regenerates very, <laughs> right, very quickly, right, right, so yeah. it started its process. <laughs> but enough about that. Enough about my... It's National TV Dinner Day, so celebrate. All right, let's do a movie clip oh, okay. and see if you can get something right. we got a variety of prizes here. Do I need to name them? No, or... no, okay. no, no, no. We're you good. get what you get and you don't get upset. All right. Let's see if you can tell what movie this particular food clip is from. Here we go. I hope you had a very pleasant shopping experience. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Here's a form for our suggestion box. Now, if there's anything you want that we don't have, you just let us know. Arugula. I haven't had arugula in six weeks. What's that? It's a vegetable. All right. (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Call now. All right. While you're calling in, we'll get to another story. 
Uh, let me see here. Oh, yeah, this what? is very interesting. So on Tuesday, on the 12th, um, Arby's is opening the public uh, or to the public its most remote location ever, uh, which you can get to only. And, Nick, this is up your alley. You can get to only by taking a hike through the Colorado Rockies oh, that's cool. in the greater Denver area. Outdoors enthusiasts and Arby's lovers will be able to enjoy the gorgeous mountains at the end of summer and marvel at the scenery while they make their way to a nice meal. The so-called hike-through, instead of a drive-through, will only be open for one day, oh. and the experience will be oh. available on first-come, first-served basis. The Adventurous in- Initiative is to celebrate the chain's newest burger. It's dubbed the Big Game Burger. <laughs> And it's being launched the same date and will be available at the new pop-up location. The burger is made up for a, of made up of a blend of venison, elk, and ground beef. Nice. Wow. Uh, and topped with crispy onions, pickles, Swiss cheese, and dark cherry steak sauce. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that sounds good. I've had uh, elk uh, meat before and venison. I, that, I, I would definitely try this. So it's just like a one-day pop-up, basically. But the burger's going to be around okay. Okay. for a while. This is to launch it. So I gotcha. More details about the hike-through experience and how to obtain trail passes will soon be available. And uh, Arby's newest location will also be selling limited merchandise, both on-site and online, starting on Monday. Uh, you'll be able to find socks, huh. water bottles, hats, and hiking Anorak jackets. What flavor are the socks? Uh, to use on your next hiking adventure. What's an anorak? Like a uh, outer, jacket. Outer layer. Outer layer? Yeah, okay. like a, it prevents you, you know, if it gets really windy and cold or, gotcha. or um, rainy. Kind of like a windbreaker. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you can't make your way to the Rockies to participate in the hike, you still will be able to taste the big game burger for a limited time. The burger will be available in limited supply at your local Arby's starting uh, from September 12th. I don't know if this is sacrilege, but I actually always preferred the Arby's roast beef. Oh, yeah, no over doubt. Over Roy Rogers roast oh, beef. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's I've never even considered Roy Rogers yeah. Roy, roast beef. It's uh, it's uh, just okay, and but yeah. also at Arby's, I'm not going to get anything but roast beef when I'm there. Yeah, I, yeah. I used to because I used to have one that was uh, you know walking distance to my house growing up, and my friend would always get like chicken. Dude, and they have their sandwiches. Their Mark Fresh sandwiches are, are really. Good. We used to yeah. go. Remember, there was one right near us in the media. Uh, we, we were yeah. at Y100. And we go to that Arby's all the time for the deli sandwiches. Yeah, mm. the um, uh, they didn't have Marketplace back then. Back in the right. late '80s. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They okay. just invented roast beef. But they did have, um, they had potato cakes. Yes. Which were great. I loved them. Well, you know, the icing we, was great. You know what we used to do with them? Uh, you would get the, uh, you know, the the ketchup squirter thingy and the Arby's sauce squirter. Yeah. And what you would do is you basically stab the potato cake and you, then squeeze the ketchup and Arby's sauce inside. You would infuse them. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, interesting. Where does, uh, does it say in the story where the mountain is? They, I know that they're naming it. Says it says the greater Denver area. Oh, it's right. Arby's Mountain. So Nick. other than that, I'm not sure exactly where that is. Well, Steve, the joke on the um, uh, on Arby's website that Preston mentioned is that they're calling it Burger. Burger Mountain. Um, Burger Mountain. But yeah, my brother lives there, and uh, and he's, just... he's hiking all the time, so I'm going to send him this link yeah. and see if he can go get, get a burger. Does he have to buy it, or are they giving him away? I, I think, think if you reach that store, you yeah. should be able to get it for free. I think if they charge you, probably have to buy it, but oh, I can't complain. They take my wallet no. in the car. All right, let's see if somebody can uh, get this food clip correct. What movie is this from? Sir, I hope you had a very pleasant shopping experience. Yeah. Good. Here's a form for our suggestion box. Now, if there's anything you want that we don't have, you just let us know. Arugula. I haven't had arugula in six weeks. What's that? 
It's a vegetable. All right. We'll go to Grant because he thinks he knows. Hey, Grant, good morning. Hello. Good morning to see you. Mm. <laughs> good morning, Ed. Good citizen. All right, Grant, what movie is it from? That would be My Blue Heaven. You are correct, sir. Yes. Steve Martin, great movie. And that means you win. Case, what are we going to give Grant? Grant, you got a case of Philly favorite. From our friends at Iron Hill Brewery, this hazy IPA is perfect for all of your tailgate needs this season. It's available in four-packs and 12-packs wherever craft beer is sold. All right. uh, We're going to play another clip. Now, this one, this is a bit obscure. All right. Um, it's uh, This might be a tough one, but somebody out there will know. What movie is this food clip from? Here we go. Thanks for putting on this feast. <laughs> it's all local and... Um Organic and non-GMO. So, how did you kill those chickens with an axe or a knife? I, I, di- I didn't have to kill the chickens. I, they, uh, I, there's a rotisserie chicken, so you buy it. On, it's already dead or cooked on a thing. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Let's see if you know what movie that from. Two one five two six three WMMR. All right, moving on to the next story. All right, pumpkin spice. We're, we're entering. Oh, in. we're well into it yeah, already. Right Duncan has already started the pumpkin uh-huh. uh, flavors. We we announced that a couple of weeks ago, I think. But uh, Google Trends has released the most uniquely searched trends on the fall flavor, and they found some strange concoctions in their searches, as you might imagine. Yes, of course. So these are the more strange pumpkin, pumpkin spice uh, uh, collections. All right, so people have been searching for. I'll give you an example. Pumpkin Spice Spam. Pumpkin Spice Spam. That's in Arizona. And Delaware is on the hunt for Pumpkin Spice Deer Jerky. Mm, No. Californians are looking for Pumpkin Spiced Red Vines. No. No. South Dakotans are curious about Pumpkin Spice Tamales. No. More common searches, though, as you would imagine, include pie, rolls, donuts, Oreos, and Puddings. And dog biscuits. Uh, Kathy, are you Excuse a pumpkin... Excuse myself. A pumpkin spice pudding, please. <laughs> I don't know, Kathy. I, are you a pumpkin spice person? I am not. I, do I didn't not, think so. I do. <laughs> Although I love the actual pumpkin in its entirety as a decorative item <laughs> during the fall. Uh, do you I don't do like not pumpkin like pie? anything pumpkin. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin seeds. I don't like pumpkin flavored or scented anything. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I do like pumpkin lattes. I do like uh, pumpkin pie. Uh, I also, I guess my favorite thing, though, is to watch a hippopotamus eat a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, you know what? Uh, do you like carrot cake? I do not. Because that falls under that I love spice cake. as well. Yeah, there are things like allspice and nutmeg. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and I do like all that stuff. I do think we hit pumpkin saturation. Peak, pumpkin peak saturation. And that, that there's a little bit too much of it out there. And sometimes they try to put pumpkin spice into things that probably shouldn't. Doesn't work. Stay away Stop from it. that. Yeah. Uh, but I do I do like a great pumpkin pie and stuff like that. It's pretty damn, damn tasty. Good. Especially yeah. fresh out of the oven. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. But, uh, yes, uh, pies, rolls, donuts, and Oreos and puddings. Yeah, we tried the Oreos. The more common ones. Yeah, you know. To have pudding. Yeah. Pumpkin pudding. It's just okay. Yeah, because I believe... You didn't like it? Uh, it's like the golden Oreo, because they don't do the pumpkin the golden Oreo. with the uh, with the chocolate cookie wafer. Do they, I'm sure they have pumpkin uh, favorite Oreos, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he said he tried them. Yeah. Uh, but hang on a second. Oh, so the straight-up cookie Oreo. Okay, well, I got maybe, yeah. maybe I'm thinking of the uh, carrot cake Oreo. What? Oh, now that I didn't know. Is it really? Nick, uh, Nick is on it I, immediately. I be- 
talking out my ass. There we go. Here's Pumpkin spice Oreo. Yeah, okay. Oreo. Uh, by the way, did you say you don't like the golden Oreos? Not a huge fan. No, oh, I like those I know. a lot. I know. It depends on if you're cho- prefer chocolate or vanilla. You know, I guess. But Casey, you weren't talking out of your ass. There is carrot cake Oreos as well. No. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. What? I got to try I would, those. I would try that. I used to hate carrot cake. No, I love it. Yeah. It's I love it. So yummy. Friggin' love it. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see if you know the answer. What movie is this food clip from? Thanks for putting on this feast. <laughs> it's all local and um, organic and non-GMO. So, How did you kill those chickens? <laughs> With an axe or a knife? I... I, di- I didn't have to kill the chickens. I they uh, I they're it's a rotisserie chicken, so you buy it on. It's already dead or cooked on a thing. Uh, it's cooked on a thing. Uh, hi, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. Uh, uh, Kelly, what movie is that from? That is from Captain Fantastic. It is. Oh, it's a great movie. It's uh, Viggo, hi, Mort- Viggo Mortensen. And his family lives off the grid completely, and they go to uh, his uh, his sister's sister, uh, or I mean his wife's sister's house for a dinner, and they're totally like woods people. And they, they it's a touching you movie. Your own, it's a great it's movie. It's a very touching movie. It's a great movie, yep. Oh, Kelly, you won a case of Philly favorite. From our friends at Iron Hill Brewery, this hazy IPA is perfect for all of your tailgate needs this season. Available in four packs and 12 packs wherever craft beer is sold. Hi, right. Grandmom. We're going to throw another movie out there. Let's see if you know what clip uh, this, or what movie this food clip is from. This is a good one. Here we go. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, John. I'm fried. Soft mattress? Yeah, that could have been it. Could have been the soft mattress or it could have been the midnight rape <laughs> or the nude gay art show that took place in my room. One of those probably added to the lack of sleep. I want these scones. You're going to love them. I'm a little too traumatized to have a scone. Let's move. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the nude gay art show. The nude gay art show. <laughs> Oh, you can do something. You remember? Yeah. I had a sock, played football in all day, rolled up and shoved into my mouth. What movie is that from? 215-263-WMMR. All right. So this one, um, I had Marissa. Hopefully, we're going to put this up on, uh, on presidency.com. Yes, I've been given a thumbs up. So this is an article that was uh, titled Secret Recipes, 45 Copycat Recipes That You Can Now Make at Home. I used so, to love this. Yeah. These are ways to replicate the foods that you go out and spend your hard-earned money on. Yeah, yeah. or are geographically out of your area. Right. And for whatever reason you, you know, you've moved or, or you can't get that, they have 45 different recipes that you can make at home and get the closest version of it to it right, as you can. I want to hear some of the stuff on this it's, list because sometimes they're right on and sometimes they're well, not I, quite. I'm not going to go through the, the actual ingredients. I'm not going to go through the ingredients. I'm just going to tell you what you can find okay. at the link on PrestonSteve.com. Okay, so this is like uh, chain restaurants and stuff too? Yeah. Okay, because we Mainly. do we make um, Chick-fil-A nuggets in our house all the time. Okay, you make Chick-fil-A nuggets. Yeah, so we okay. stole that recipe from somewhere. So, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. There's everything from you can make the full-on KFC chicken if you if you like that. So the, the, the secret uh, herbs, and as, spices, as close as they can. Right. Some, somebody reverse engineered it, all right, and figured out how to do it. So I'm going to go through not all these because there's 45 of them, but the but the standard Chick Fil A sandwich. I mean, that, that's that. that's a legendary one. The, the secret recipe, uh, the much sought after Popeyes chicken sandwich, Ooh. as well. They have that recipe on here. Uh, Burger King's onion rings. I uh, do like their onion rings. The Chipotle chicken burrito bowl, and I'm just bouncing right. around here on these because there's a whole bunch of them. There's 45. Uh, the Cheesecake 
Factory's Korean fried cauliflower. Kathy, you ever have that? You're a Cheesecake Factory person, aren't you? Uh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I'm not, but uh, I've never had that either. Uh, Ikea's Swedish meatballs. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, the Jack in the Box tacos. Oh, my God. <gasps> I have to, okay. What? See, now that's one. There are no Jack in the Boxes around no. here. No. And I, grew and up I love their tacos. Eating their tacos. So are they that, good? That one they're really talk. good. They're grease balls. Yeah. Okay, but, they're but, perfect. Yeah, so that's... It's made know. by a Jack in the Box. Uh, Cheesecake Factory cinnamon roll pancakes. Uh, let's see. Double Trees chocolate chip cookies. They're <laughs> legendary. They are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, famous Dave's Ribs, uh, Arby's Curly Fries. You can make those at home. I was never a Curly Fry fan. Dollywood's Cinnamon Bread. Oh. I, I didn't I'm, know that Dollywood had uh, no. revered cinnamon bread. Um, I always thought of her as a kind of a country artist. Uh, Disney's Mickey Beignets. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So there's probably yeah. a bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go to like Chef Mickey's, man. Yeah. The, you the Chef, Chef Mickey's, man. <laughs> uh, how about this? Buckingham Palace's Royal Cupcakes. Oh, that we'd have to try, right? Mm-hmm. So. The Royal Cupcakes. Oh, pancakes? Is that? Was it cupcakes or cupcakes? Pan- cupcakes! Isn't that, that's what they call Meghan Markle's boobs, that's right? That's right. <laughs> and also her turd cutter. Uh, let's see. Panda Express's Orange Chicken. Yeah. Wendy's Frosty. Okay. Uh, Shake Shack's Double Shack Stack. That's you. The In-N-Out Double Double. You can make an In-N-Out okay. burger. Um, Dairy Queen Blizzards, uh, Cinnamon Roll, Cinnamon, Cinnabon's Classic Roll. So all of these recipes, we want to check them out. It's at com. How much of those recipes do you believe are reliant on the exact type of beef that they're getting? All that stuff, I assume, has to figure into it. Um, I think you can get it pretty 80%? Damn, pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, yeah. if, if you're talking about like a burger, you need to know if they're using an 80-20 or 85-15, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So 50. years ago, I figured out how to make, there's a there's a, um, a roast beef place in St. Louis called Lion's Choice. It's a chain. There's tons of them in there, but they don't branch out outside of the city. And so I missed them so much. In fact, I had someone. I just went back. I made sure I got yeah. Emos and, and that and uh, uh, Lion's Choice and, and Steak and Shake while I was wow. there because you can't get them out here. Um, but I figured out a way to replicate it on my own at home. Huh. And it made it it did enough to satisfy it me. Did. You were happy yeah, it wasn't spot on, but it was close enough for me to go, yeah, I'm happy with this. Leave so that's me alone. I'm that, going to be with my roast beef. That's what these recipes might do for you. So uh, the last stand doesn't exist anymore. And your the, favorite hot dog. My place. favorite hot dog joint. And I mean I, I miss this, their secret sauce, their, their chili sauce. Yeah. And there's a couple of hot dog joints around in Delco that have tried to replicate. And it's just it's just not the same. I mean, it is good, but I, I and I know the owner. Like, I'm like Why don't you ask? Give me the recipe. Why I don't you I'm sleep with them? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Offer sex Offer in sex. return for the recipe. And then also, there used to be this little restaurant in Swarthmore called the Inglenook. And their cinnamon buns are the best, greatest cinnamon and I, buns, and I've never had anything similar to that. Why don't you sleep with them? I will. I mean, uh, I will give up my ass. I will give my body yeah. to you. Yes. Just my ass. That should be the name of your autobiography. Yeah. I'll give up my ass. I'll <laughs> give up my ass for your chili sauce. Casey. I thought you were Sorry. talking to author Casey Boy, who wrote a book called I'll Give Up My Ass. <laughs> I thought you liked that place down the shore, and that was the best uh, sticky buns or cinnamon buns. Let me understand. Oh, Barry's buns You're is good. giving up your ass to get cinnamon. Cinnabons? 
It, uh, Barry's Buns is great. And by the uh-huh. way, they're, they're closed uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. They Did, had a family thing going on. but They, uh, they brought... Uh, <laughs> you got this scheduled out. How do you know this? Because uh, I follow them on Twitter. Okay. No, Instagram. Right. Um, they brought... They're the ones that brought down the stuff for the uh, yeah. uh, for Keenan's, yeah. right? But I'm telling you this. Uh, the, the Ingle Nook, it, it was a cinnamon toffee... I, I can't... Mm. I, I, I really... <laughs> Cinnamon oh, toffee. Dude. That's fantastic. It was Cinnamon toffee. fantastic. And they're gone? They don't exist? It's yeah, it's uh it was a restaurant. Like, and you know Swarthmore. Yeah, Nick, yeah. One it was an old, big old house that was converted yeah. into a uh into a restaurant. Was it a cinnamon roll? Um it was a like a cinnamon roll? Well, no, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's cinnamon roll. Yeah, <laughs> look up cinnamon, look look up toffee cinnamon roll. I knew that if I just kept saying roll, he'd say yeah, and you might be able to find something similar. I like toffee. I like yeah. cinnamon. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Mystery Lover's Kitchen, Ingle Nook Biscuits. Yes. Oh. So there's your recipe right oh there. Oh, my case. gosh. Come what we got to do is reach out. Yeah. yeah. Use that Google. Kathy, what were you going to say? Um, What's it called? Barry's what? Buns. Barry's Buns. Uh, they were absolutely delicious. Like, one of the greatest things. I'm not even, that's not even something I, I would choose. They yeah. were so good at Keenan's. But remember, Case, I went down, and I we went, we got, and I was... I, I, I was what? a little disappointed. What? They weren't what they weren't as fresh as what we had. What time did you go? Uh, well, in the, I mean, in the morning, wouldn't they have been fresh that morning? No, you're right. But I mean, those guys, they start early. So when we got our stuff for the, for Keenan's. Yes, I'd like to have some of your delicious buns. That was <laughs> as fresh as fresh can be. I mean, we picked them yeah. up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, so if you could bring some back for me, that would be great. Listen, we got to get a winner. We got to oh, find yeah, out yeah. Uh, who knows what uh, movie this particular food clip is from. Here we go. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, John. I'm fried. Soft mattress? <laughs> yeah, that could have been it. It could have been the soft mattress, or it could have been the midnight rape, or the <laughs> nude gay art show that took place in my room. One of those probably added to the lack of sleep. I want these scones. You're going to love them. I'm a little too traumatized to have a scone. Let's move. All right, let's uh, <laughs> go to Jennifer, see if she knows the answer. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Jennifer, what movie is that from, please? Uh, wedding Crashers. Wedding yeah. Crashers. Yeah. Exactly. We do, too. Hang on, Jennifer. We'll get your information, and here's what we have for you. Jennifer, you won our last case of Philly favorite from our friends at Iron Hill Brewery. The Hazy IPA is perfect for all of your tailgate needs this season. Available in four packs and 12 packs wherever craft beer is sold. Casey, we have two guests in the next segment. Should we wrap up now? Yeah, is Ali here? He's not even here yet. Let's do one more, man. We're patting at 9.30. Okay, all right. We'll do do, uh, one more clip and one more story, and then we will wrap it. And here is the final clip. What movie is this food clip from? I love this one. Here we go. Tweety. Okay, there's a lot of children starving in America, right? (laughs) I mean, take a look at her. She's American. Huh? Really skinny. You want to look like that? No. Then eat your nuggets. All right. I don't know that one. <laughs> Two, it's funny though. Two one five two six three WMMR. Eat your nuggets. All right. Yes. One last story. Uh, there is a new record for the world's longest cheesesteak, and it belongs to a diner in Idaho. No! This sucks <laughs> so hard. You suck so hard. You suck so hard. Uh, the Main Street Grill in Lewiston, Idaho, claimed the unofficial title on August 26th when they built a behemoth 722.8-foot-long cheesesteak as part of the picturesque Valley Town Summer Festival celebration. Frank Webster, the executive you chef... so bad. ...at Happy Day Restaurant said, that we wanted to do something that was inspirational for our valley. 
Uh, the Idaho effort bested the previous record uh, held by a place called the Steak Time Bar and Grill in Miamisburg, Ohio. Oh. So the the original owner or the previous yeah. owner of the longest cheesesteak was in Ohio, bested by a location in Idaho. This is disgusting. Uh, the Ohio location created a 650.3 foot long cheesesteak in May to celebrate a year in business. Okay, though, is it one long bun, though? Because if it's just several buns and it's just a whole bunch so- of... What I saw, I saw a picture of it. It what didn't seem one straight, but they seem to have very long. It seemed to be a little bit more contiguous than other sandwich Just efforts. Standard, you know, twelve yeah. inch rolls yeah. all lined up next to each other. I don't count those either. So here's the deal. I don't think count. it counts. But how do you bake uh, a a roll that I, there's not an oven that's big enough? You know. Well, then I mean? you're gonna have the world record for the longest oven. Yeah. <laughs> So see what they were doing is they, they but they put the meat across. To me, that gives you a little bit more credibility. It bridges, but you really should have. I mean, it'd be where we where um, would you bake a seven hundred and twenty foot roll? Well, what we're looking at here is not the Idaho one because uh, that guy clearly has a Geno's uh, shirt on that is preparing. Seven. Okay, so yeah. in twenty twenty one, more than a dozen Philly chefs and restaurants collaborated uh. to build a five hundred and ten foot cheesesteak that stretched three blocks uh, through the Italian market. So that was that one, probably. You know where this stuff can work? Where they do like a uh, like a lasagna? When they make like a uh, swimming pool size lasagna, because yeah. you're not having to worry about. The, the bread. Yeah. All right, we're going to see if we can get a winner for this uh, clip. What movie is this from? Hi, you haven't finished your nuggets yet, sweetie. Okay, there's a lot of children starving in America, right? I mean, take a look at her. She's American, huh? Really skinny. You want to look like that? No. Then eat your nuggets. All right, let me let me go to Matthew. Hey, Matthew, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? Matthew, what movie is that from? That's from Daddy Daycare. That is incorrect. Oh. Daddy Daycare. Oh, damn it. Sorry, Matthew. That means we need another caller. 215-263-WMMR. So, Nuggets made me think of this commercial I saw last night. Did you guys see the most recent Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, State Farm commercial? No. Oh, dude. Andy Reid needs to be on TV uh, in uh, acting way more. He is so funny in this commercial. And at the very end, he talks about uh, chicken nuggets. And it was like that whole don't mind if I do thing. Yeah. All right, gee, I Putting have the audio. together. Yeah. I have well, the audio. It's not the whole thing. Wow. Well, Let's hear it. All right. <laughs> this is like just the last 10. I hope we captured it in the last 10 seconds of the commercial. It can be more affordable if you bundle them together. Kind of like a combo meal. Kind of like a combo meal. Explain mm. it again with those nuggies. Um. <laughs> cute. Explain it again with those nuggies. Nuggies. Because nu- as they're explaining the combo meals, he's eating what they're talking about, right? Okay. So he starts with the fries, and then he takes a huge bite of the burger, and then when they get done explaining the combo thing, he wants more of their food. And he literally does that finger thing where he's like, ooh, the nuggies. And you touch your fingers together and, and <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of wiggle them around. Mm. I think uh, the visual would probably help, I think. All right, we're going to see if somebody does know the answer to what movie this is from. The, that clip is from. We'll go to Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? Good, Emily. So name it. What movie is that from? Crazy Rich Asian. That is correct. Oh, yes. Right. Hang on just a second. You got it right. And that means... Ooh. 
We got some tickets for you, Emily. Emily, you're going to go see Eddie Izzard, or Izzard, and that is going to be on Thursday, September 14th, at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. The one and only Eddie Izzard is back in North America for the first time in four years with a brand new comedy tour. Tickets for both nights, September 14th and 15th, are on sale now via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Excellent. All right, and that's it. The Connoisseur is over. We're done with closing up shop. Thank you for coming by. And I hope you've enjoyed this food segment and the prizes we have to give away. Um, we still have stuff to give away in the form of the Word of the Week prize. Pretty cool event tonight with Evanescence and an overnight stay in Atlantic City. Uh, and we have a couple of guests on the way, including uh, Ali Sadiq and Patton Oswald. Awesome. Plus the A to Z. We'll come back in a moment with both of them. Stay put. tail is so wagging right now take us along with the mmr app it's apple carplay and android compatible which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen we'll even send you notifications if you want download it and try it now get social with preston and steve find us on instagram twitter facebook and tiktok and coming soon to only fans i'm kidding Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you, Kathy. Our next guest, his shows are so sold out that they have added a rare Saturday afternoon show. You think that happens all the time? That does not happen happen all the time. Often at all. And he will be at Punchline. We're happy to welcome to Philadelphia, Alisa D. to the show. What's going on, Kathy? I'm so impressed by your traffic. I'm so impressed. Because they they used to try to have me do that. And I can do it. But my commentary in between saying stuff, I'm, I'm still confident. I would have been like, and see, I've been t- telling y'all about that bridge. <laughs> see, my, but the commentary is what got me fired from doing track. They pulled me. Well, that's because there's somebody in their car yeah. who's like a tenth of a mile away from the exit yeah, yeah. that will save them from all the crap that's ahead. And if you don't get to it right yeah, away, yeah. they're sitting in their car Come on, Ali! <laughs> I, was, I was horrible. They would give me the report, and I would be like, ah, 
Oh, okay. It's always traffic over here. I don't even know why. It's always on here. Like, it's true. My commentary was horrible. You're you're doing radio right now. I'm still doing radio. We're just saying that you you, uh, worked for our old company a couple of companies ago. You upgraded. Yeah. (laughs) So so, uh, do you you like it? Do you like doing the the radio? Because obviously you you, you stand up as your your playground. I'm there. Yeah. I'm I'm at the station. I show up. (laughs) <laughs> so, That's after battle. I've been sent to HR more than anybody in the history of Radio One. <laughs> I've been in HR. Sometimes I just walk in and I do I do the first break and then I go to sit in my little room and watch the HR film that they sent to me. I'm like, oh, I couldn't say that. I'll see why. <laughs> we had an HR guy, Ali. It's the truth. When they they brought him in, and we'll never forget it. We're in this Radio One yeah. uh, conference room, and, and the, his opening statement to all the DJ. And everybody in the room goes, I love to fire people. Really? And we're like, you gotta oh, wow. be. That's your that's your opening line. Yeah, they, and I would have I have they this is how bad it is. The program director just has come and just stood in the window <laughs> to make sure I didn't say anything. Stick to the brakes. <laughs> yeah. Staring at them. And, and if they have a clock, they have put two clocks in there for me. Yeah. It's crazy. It was one clock. That man has been doing radio for 50 years. <laughs> and he, right, fucking Larry Jones has been doing radio 50 years. Yeah. He has one clock. He's always had one clock. He said, Ali, because he talks real smooth. Ali, this is the first time we've had two clocks. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot do an eight-minute break. Uh, you cannot do it. Like, uh, I'm, I, I do eight-minute breaks. I do. Yeah. I, it's, What's the I, format? It's crazy. It's supposed to be music, a little talk, more music. But there's your problem, because we, we will do 40, 45 minutes. You know, yeah. we do huge, super long breaks, and, and the music is so we can go to the bathroom. But we do, we do, do a little music. <laughs> But um, but I used to, one of my first radio jobs, I kid you not, the program director had a stopwatch, had a stopwatch. And we, uh, it would be like three minutes would be the longest. Uh, it, that You had to keep it right in there. And that was as rigid as it got. Yeah. A stopwatch. A stopwatch. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I can't be, I can't be free. I said, y'all hired me to be me. Yeah, yeah. And need that now you want to put me on a time clock. And <laughs> man, this is crazy. It's like it's like I'm running a fast break all the time on radio and uh-huh. and, and so you had the front man who they bring me in for the, the 30 seconds of wild nonsense. Like, right. he don't even turn my mic on. It's, my <laughs> mic is never red until it's time for me to go. That's how I know it's go. It's like, Ali, it's on you. Dude, 30, 30 seconds of straight nonsense. You're out and to shoot. And then click me out. And then people are satisfied. They're like, okay, we got we to we we look those stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. a crazy man. All right, now this is in Houston? In Houston. Is that, uh, did you grow up in Houston? I grew up in Houston. All right, so I have a friend of mine that lives there. I've never been there, but he has sent me some pictures of that, like the highway structure there and everything. It's just, that city's just growing beyond belief. It is insane. Yeah. And 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 we, it's a lot of Philly people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm, I'm constantly Barbara, um, just ridiculed by Philly people. <laughs> um, they call in the stations late night. Keisha, she calls in every. She's so Philly. <laughs> she's so Philly. So it's uh, this influx of people that live in our city now, and we have to build some roads. Yeah. You know, we we find out that East Coast people cannot drive at all. Period. <laughs> it's not they're not accustomed to it. Like we have really wide streets. You know, we can go far fast. Yes. Like we. it's true. You can actually do whatever's on your dashboard. We have enough road for you to actually do it. Like you, if you got 160. Do it. But it ain't, I don't understand 
with when this this traffic thing yeah. in, in our road because I'm never in traffic because I stay on uh, I stay on the back streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if people don't know me. My my old profession. I used to be a street pharmaceutical rep, which is very fine. <laughs> <laughs> street very pharmaceutical <laughs> rep. Yeah, and, and, and the state gave you an award for yeah, that. Come on, free trip for six years. Yeah, they gave you free room and board for six years. They they gave me a scholarship. Do you want to go play for the University of State? <laughs> like, huh, not really, but yeah. So I, I'm on back streets a lot. I yeah. still I get to work. I get to work like I'm dropping off drugs. <laughs> you know what though? You're probably better than what ways? They, you know the uh, oh, way better yeah. than ways. Ways don't know where they're going. Follow me. You know what I mean? Oh my god! I wanted I wanted to ask you Ollie, just quickly uh, because I saw this had pop up and I was you know obviously you had your first special, the Domino Effect, and the Domino Effect Two. Now, yes. uh, which is a direct sequel, and I was reading it. And tell me, if this is true or not? But that you posted your, you decided to take complete ownership on, through YouTube, and you did that because you posted stuff from your prior special, and you posted and got flagged for posting your own material. Comedy Central, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, you're trying to promote yourself. I yeah. go on Instagram, I take a clip of my Comedy Central special. You keyword my <laughs> Comedy Central special, and I post it on my. Instagram, <laughs> keyword, my. And all this is me, right? Yeah. Fate, my face, my stuff, everything. And I get flagged for copyright infringements <laughs> of posting my own no. material. Yeah. I'm no. talking about, I'm like, what? They flagged me. And, and then I, I say, how you flag me for me? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, you don't own it. What? Yeah. I was like, what? Comedy Central owns it. Comedy Central owns yeah. it. Yeah. Comedy Central, it, they have the rights to it. I was like, so I called Comedy Central. I'm like, hey, um, <laughs> people, can, can can y'all sign off and say I can promote myself? They was like, no. What? Because they were in negotiations of, you know, like people don't realize Comedy Central is really non-existent. Uh, these days, yeah. Paramount bought Comedy Central. Yeah. So now Paramount owns the footage on me. So let me give you a little, a little gossip. Yeah. So when I dropped Domino Effect... On YouTube, we beat in viewership. We beat every network, hmm. every single network. Right, like when people say, "Well, you need a Netflix special." I don't, I don't need anything. Right, yeah, because the viewership is more with what I did versus Netflix. I beat, I beat every Netflix special in 2022 by at least three million, well, four up, million views. You were up to like a million views in just like four or five days, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, it was crazy, right? Yeah. Wow. So we we dropped that, and so we we get. We own 100% of it. Yeah. And we can do what we want to do with it. The fact of getting flagged for your own stuff, man, it's well, just, it was just... It's to me, the short-sightedness is, is that they're going to promote something that people are going to check out and stream, and that's what they want, right? Mm-hmm. So why would they cut that yeah. off? I'm thinking we all on the same team. Yeah. Yes. But somebody <laughs> said, no, you're not on the team. You're the face. You AI. You're the face of the team. Oh <laughs> but you're not really on it. You're the AI in this case. Yeah, so that, that was... That was the thing, and well, the, the special getting—I mean, it's getting great reviews, and it says, you know, it's, it's a, a direct sequel, but it's saying uh, that um, what was it? One of the reviews I read said, uh, "Rare com—it's a rare comedy about grief." 
that there, that and grief and suffering. Would you say that that's accurate? I say that is one hundred percent. You must have read the write up in the L.A. Times. It's, it had to be yes. Rick Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the L.A. Times and New York Times gave me um, great reviews on those two specials. Because and, you, we we were joking, but you 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 and you've been very candid about your time in in in, in jail and your earlier life and and uh, and and oddly enough, in the, in the best of cases, when you have a great comedic mind, great stuff comes from pain. You know, it, it does. Yeah, and so. Three and four, I'm getting ready to, to film Domino Effect three and four at the Capitol Turnaround Theater in D.C. And we're probably we had to add two shows. Wow. We maybe 400 tickets from being completely sold out for a direct another. <clears throat> it's another direct. Like I'm finishing the story. Well, right. Wherever I dropped off in two, it's picking up right there for three. <laughs> And four. There's no way you could have been doing in the life you were leading. And, and you talked about it. you had some some people who were trying to guide you and some people who were good influences. And you were doing, uh, you know, uh, I think you were you were a coach for a while, right? For for a team. And you had a winning team. And so you were doing. Girls basketball. Girls solely basketball. So you had these things that were like normal outside of the, the other activity, the illegal activity, where you were excelling at. And, and you just went down this path. But the, the, the different ways that you ended up down there and the end the different ways you dealt with it are fascinating but could you at that time even remotely can think of where you are now back then it would have been absolutely alien to you right yeah definitely it was definitely foreign like my mindset was so different at that time and then you start to gradually grow it's a big thing about age and influence you know i'm i'm in a place where you know it's very you know mean people yeah in some way, I'm finding the right guidance in these in this space for six years. So I'm a you guys understand I'm a kid. Yeah, I am. I went to prison. I'm incarcerated four days after I turned 19. Oh my my birthday is October the 17th. October 21st, I am incarcerated. Hmm. You know what I'm saying so. I'm still a child <clears throat> in this environment, very violent. But I'm somehow finding people. That, hey man, don't do this, and hey man, you can't really do it like this. Cause I, I was, um, I was matching the energy when I got to when I got to prison. I was matching the energy. So, Whatever you came with, I was, I was matching. Okay, so you were finding <laughs> like, there I was, were people I was who were who were in that realm, and and you're very, and yet there's some great stories that you tell about, you know, like even like your own dad, or you know, there are little glimpses of things that resonated to you, like that's probably good advice, you yeah. know, from this guy who's not so good. Not so, it, yeah. It's perfect advice, you know, so because I got an uncle that's not so good, yeah. but his advice his advice helped me the whole entire time I was incarcerated. Like, I used to think about, why was he be telling me these things? I'm so, I'm a kid. Yeah. But he's already been in and out. He's just telling me from his experience. I'm with him. Yeah. I'm hanging out with him. So, when you remember these things, when you get incarcerated, which I never thought I would be, and then I'm remembering things that my uncle said. So I'm being a very formidable opponent. Yeah. And plus, I've been boxing since I was a child. So I'm, I'm good at fighting. So this is this if it's going to be a fight, this is nothing. Right. But then the next level of this 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 thing goes to another level. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to get that. Right. <laughs> and yeah. The pe- and then you know you start noticing that the people who's supposed to be the meanest people, they had a different. They they're not that. Mm-hmm. Everybody in here is actually scared. Mm. Yeah. Because the, now you're in a place. It's not like it's not like you you in Walmart and you thinking like <laughs> somebody in Walmart could be potentially be violent. In right, Walmart. right, yeah, yeah. No, 
everybody yeah. in here is potentially violent. Like everybody here's a problem. Yeah. But who's you gotta you gotta kinda put yourself in a in um in a hierarchy. Like if y'all gonna come to me, you're gonna have to come to me with everything. So you, you it's mm. it's about it's, it's positioning yourself yeah, it's to position. the population it's and jockeying. And, and you were funny though. You would you were the guy who was the laugh guy. Not right? at first. Not that's at first. A, that's the oh. thing. How long did it take you to realize that was something you could? I do? didn't realize that I was jovial, and this is very sarcastically jovial. Yeah. I didn't realize that until maybe the second year, huh? Because the first year, the first year, yeah, I was a handful. Yeah. Second year, it was getting worse. Because it, I, I never forget. Because Blackshire, this guy who I did not know, Blackshire came and talked to me. Old head dude. Hey man, can I? You know, you mind if I speak with you? And I and I still do this to this day because of that influence. When you when you get a talk, when somebody want to talk to you and it's a respect, you walk around the rec yard and everybody had their hands behind their back and we just be casually just talking. This is this is very friendly. This is very informational. This is the posturing, right? Okay. When it changes <clears throat> is when you see somebody, it's like two people walking behind you while you walking one person uh, and then everybody's hands is in front. Okay. Uh, so me and Blacks are talking, he and he said, Hey man, um, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, guy, because we we obviously know nobody can tell you what to do. But man, you you can't really do your time like this. Like you you fighting a lot. Uh, like every time we see you, and it, this is because I was on the basketball court. Yeah, as long as I was playing basketball, I was into it with somebody. I'm throwing the ball in people's face. They, yeah. and, I, and it's not like people wasn't mm. responding back to me. It's like this is a basketball was a problem with me. Yeah, and so he said maybe you might want to stop playing basketball for a while. <laughs> yeah. So then, so I go back to what I actually know. What, I've been playing chess since I was six. My father taught me how to play chess. Been playing since I was six. Love this game. So I just started playing chess with the old heads. Never got into a fight yeah. on the chessboard. Mm. Never. Mm. So then I, I just started playing chess and thinking a little different. And trying to, somewhere in the middle of that, I said, man, I need to prepare myself for whenever I get out and go home. So Playing life like chess. You know. Yeah. That was the thing. Then you, you start talking to different people. I've been, I have ran into some very educated people. And I've learned about the stock market. I learned about voting. Yeah. I learned how real estate, I learned so much. Because it was people who was incarcerated that were professionals <laughs> that ran into some bad times. Man, the person that was above me, his name was Garrett. He was a, a big time New York stock <laughs> broke <laughs> like and he they just happened to start smoking crack and yeah. he got and, and got yeah. caught up and just to think he read the paper every day and read the read the stats so he would just I'm on the bunk below him and yeah. he just hey man let me tell you what's going on with the dials <laughs> that's yeah. wild the dials what's, yeah. what's dials then now he got the paper and then look see this is how you you got to watch this right here so you learn. This incarcerated. Huh. Hmm. Wow. And it seems like what Steve was saying, uh, maybe using the game of chess to plan two, three steps ahead mm-hmm. and to how to counter and maybe not doing it in, in the wrong way, counter and planning for an, an, a, a, another counter from the other person and so on like that. That's a great game for this, that. It's a great is, game for yeah. that. Yeah. It's the best. This, it's the best game. It's a, this a thinking game because you know you can't, a lot of people deal with things by just torching 
the whole thing. Chess, you can't mm-hmm. do Even when you make a, a, a bad move, you still got to regain position. Mm-hmm. You can't just burn the whole thing. I can't lose all my pawns. I can't lose this whole <laughs> yeah. side of the board. That's right. That's right. To, hey, man, wait a minute. And then what's crazy is about me. It is actually, my my life is actually like a chessboard. Mm. It's hard to beat me if I lose my queen. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like, people really? think the queen is the most powerful piece. My father, I, I didn't play like that. Really? I play, that's the least important piece on the board to me. Because she makes me weak. Mm. You rely on her? I rely on her too much. And then I'm trying to protect her too. Mm. I'm trying to keep her. And that gets you in trouble. And once I lose my queen, yeah. now I actually start playing. Well, I start thinking, and I, and I put her out there for you to take her. I want you to take her. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Because I want that. I want huh. that. I want her off the board. So now let's start. Let, let me let me show you. Let me show you the strategy of this real game. I am way better hmm. when my the lady who live in my house hmm. is taking care of and out the way. Like here. The, I don't want you to cause any chaos for me. I don't want. I, I want everything to be in line so I can. I can make my move. I can move. I move way better. You watch I'm, Queen's Gambit at all? Is yes, I watched the whole. Yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah, you watched, like that? I love that movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love the <that>, series. <laughs> yeah. I watched the whole thing. Like, like I'm a. It's crazy. Any I watched everything about chess that's ever came out. Mm-hmm. Everything. Searching for Bobby Fischer and the, all that. Yeah. Watched it yeah. the other day. Yeah. Did you really? Just random. Just watched it the other day. It, and it was in the middle. I'm clicking through and it was in the middle. I'm like, ah, that's what I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like your life. And wow. it, But the thing is, it's, it's all juxtaposed with very funny observations. Very funny, very astute stuff with this as well. Have you been approached for by any anybody for a real movie version or, or of your life? I have a, I have a pitch that somebody making for me on September 19th. I got to go sit down for a pitch. I, I think I want to do it myself. Really? Okay. I think I want to do... It's, it's, it's three movies, because I'm really not a movie guy. With, with stand-up, and, and I'm, I'll tell you why. I have a, a huge problem with people deeming somebody a great comedian because they did something else. That, that's a problem with me. Right. That, that, just because you was in a good movie doesn't make you a great stand-up. Just because you did a good record or you did a, you was on a series, that doesn't make you a good stand-up. Stand-up, the craft of stand-up is about you crafting something, not somebody else's words, your words. You know, there's never... I, I don't understand. If you're a butcher... Right, and you good with knife. Does people do people tell you that you should be a surgeon? That's a that's a very good point. Like, yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't. I don't. Thank I don't, you for the, thank you for the London broil. Now do neurosurgery. Yeah. <laughs> so we so stand up and these movies. The, I just want to do the things that make sense to me, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it's about me, you gotta, it's certain things and people that you have to put in and it doesn't matter that it's uncomfortable. It's the story. Yeah. And I think that's what makes people, I, I, I don't know another comic that people come to see that's actually just talking about them. Like, I, I don't, I'm not bringing in current events. I'm not, oh, let's talk about the 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 killer that, yeah. that's out on the loose. I'm, I'm not, I'm talking about how do I how do I 
stifle the killer that's in me. Mm. Well, it, it, you got to say this. It's working. You had to add a show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that yeah. It, whatever you're doing, keep at it. And, and honestly, uh, your stuff is is, is, yeah. is really enjoyable. Congratulations on the special and having ownership of it, too. It, it, I think that's a, that's a cool thing. So that, you yes. saw, did you see Laos? Did I, I saw the first one. No. So you saw first Domino Effect? Yes. Okay. So the second one. Watch the second one. Right. Call me after that. Uh, <laughs> I will. The second yeah. one. The second I found one the is first a, one very impressive. And 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 was what's the crazy thing? The second one, people. I did the second one, and people. It, I, I, honestly, go ahead and ask your quick. I, no, I, no, no, no. I, I, we got to wrap because we got another guest coming up. But, oh, but another go, guest. I know. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> you, uh, I thought the donuts were for me. <laughs> I thought the whole. Oh, he's on Zoom. He's on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Pat Noswell. Yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. Pat Noswell? No, Pat. I know Pat. Okay, I, I can see. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want me to bring him up right yeah, now? Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, hang on. Let me, uh, uh, Patton. We've got uh, Alisa Deke here with us. You, can you hear me, uh, Patton? Oh, we oh. can't hear you. I can see. I can see your mouth moving, and I've got everything right. turned on here. Yes, great. There we go. Hey, hey, Patton, how you doing, man? Great. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to Ali. He's hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm leaving, Patty. It's your turn. I'm leaving. I, I thought everything. Hey, man, was I, I miss those days reading you the uh, the Dow Jones pages. It was Pat and Oswald. It was, you didn't know that? I didn't know. He used to be a street pharmaceutical oh. How did he end up with the upper bunk? You buried he the lead, buried. man. It was Pat and Oswald. Didn't me. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Absolutely, Ali. Hey, but listen, yeah, Domino Effect. Uh, so you've got three and four. Is, is that what you're promoting for uh, the show at uh, Punchline? No, I'm I'm just oh, doing the just show doing at the Punchline. Stand-up. Yeah, okay. the, I, I, when the specials get ready to come out, I, I just drop them, and people are like, I didn't know he's recording special. I, I like the surprise element. Okay, right. you know. But now that I, I'm on y'all show, everybody knows now. Everybody knows. <laughs> All right, well, like Steve was saying, a show has been added. Uh, Everything else is sold out, but there's a 4 p.m. show tomorrow at Punchline, uh, so make sure you go see Ali while he's here. Do do a great day. Thank you. Ali Sadiq on the program. And now we officially welcome Patton Oswalt to the program. Hey, Patton, thanks. Uh, uh, We appreciate Uh, you uh, chatting with him uh, for a little bit. but uh, Have you seen his bit about... He stands on a stool and, and says, here's how I can tell who's over 40 and who's under 40. No. No, I have not seen that. He just stands up on a stool. He goes, I, anyone under 40 doesn't see this as dangerous. <laughs> Everyone over 40 is like, you better be careful from getting down. Like, it was, he, he, so, oh, so that clip with so many people. It's so perfect. Uh, What's funny about that is, is earlier this week, I was walking down the steps in my house, and I was walking yeah. very, very carefully and with purpose. And I was like, when was the last time I booked down the steps? When was the last time I actually ran down the steps? And it had to have been. Uh, it seems very cavalier at this age. Yeah, I'm like, what am I, crazy? <laughs> what am I, a stare guy? Uh, it is- does, there's a moment in the bit where he gets off the stool on the ground and he still both his feet are on the ground and he still double checks 
that his feet are both flat like that. Oh, that's right. You're never sure of where you're standing. It's, oh, my God. Well, it's, it's great to have you on the show, Patton. And, uh, um, you know, by the way, it's City Winery October 7th. Yeah, I was going to hit that, which so, is yes. cool. So, and obviously, you're a state of the art as far as uh, comedy goes, one of our absolute favorites. <laughs> I have to tell you, though, I am so envious of you. I'm a fan of the Criterion channel. Oh. And I saw a video, Criterion, for people who don't know, they do these loving restorations and, and collections of movies. And, and uh, I got into them when I was, you know, Laserdiscs years ago. And wow. you got to go into the Criterion closet. So if you're a film fanatic, this is Valhalla. What was that like? The whole experience, you go to the Criterion offices in New York, you go into their closet, and you just start... You know, it, it, it's kind of torture because they give you one of their tote bags, yeah. which is, it's big, but not huge. So you, once your tote bag is full, you're done. So you have to be very careful. Okay. What do I, cause you, cause you want everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so you got, okay, which ones of these? And then here's what they don't film. When you're done, they have a room with all of their original laser discs in them, in it, which, you know, they're not made anymore. And no. some of those laser discs have, uh, commentary on them that don't exist anymore. There, there's a there's a raging bull disc with a full Martin Scorsese commentary that's not out there anymore. Like it's just amazing the stuff they have there. there well, the, the the Criterion Laser disc, the 2001. There was CAV and CLV, and you could get they were not to get too geeky here, but you could go frame <laughs> frame by frame. And the the rumor is, Patton, that Kubrick himself noted that there was a blur <laughs> on like frame one. 1,448, like he just went through and just scanned the whole thing and, and uh, that's how pedantic he was about it. But you, and I'm a little bit more geeking because you brought up one of my all-time favorite movies. You selected it. You're the only other person I ever heard mention it. Pale Flower. Oh, This is a, a cool Yakuza Japanese noir movie and my, my yeah. head nearly lifted off when you mentioned that. It's just great. It is. It is so dark. In, in, especially because it's a film from the early 60s, so you don't expect movies back then to be that bleak and go that deep into death and addiction. Yeah. It does. And what's even more disturbing about it is it's so stylish and good-looking that it takes you a minute to realize how dark and deep this movie's going because it looks so great the whole time. It's super cool. It's just cool. It just oozes it's just coolness. So cool. Yeah, you, yeah. That's the best way to put it. It's one of those movies that just every frame looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to live in this world, even though it's about death and heroin addiction. <laughs> I will happily live in this world if I can look that cool. Yes. I apologize for the geeking, but I, well, I just have to acknowledge well, it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna further it, Steve, because uh, Patton, and I apologize in advance if people ask you this question too often, um, but I, I watched your filibuster on Parks and Rec again, the extended <laughs> cut, and yeah. uh, it is remarkable to me, and I, I believe that came out about 10 years ago. It is remarkable to me how many things you called in advance that ended up happening in the Star Wars universe or ended up happening in the Marvel universe. And looking back on it 10 years later, I'm like, Patton Oswalt is a genius. He should be writing for Star Wars. He should be writing for, for Marvel. Have you watched it? Have you gone back and, and seen the things that you said that have actually come true? Yeah, I mean, you know, at that point, it just felt like, where else is all of this going to go? Because it, it's a, all of those movies are a 
it's an ATM machine. And you don't want it to stop paying out. So once – and they're all very creative films, but there comes a time where the money and the momentum take over. And, and you end up with a movie like The Flash where it's just everything. We're putting it all in. Nick Cage is Superman <laughs> and here's Michael Keaton. It, like it, the – the money dictates what the movie has to be at that point. Okay. Yeah, just throw everything at the wall. I, I agree, and and we we've had this discussion quite a lot. And you 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 try listen. There was a time, and Preston would describe it, I think, very accurately at the beginning of the Marvel rollout of Patton, yeah. where it was literally like you were um, your favorite rock act was returning to town every time the next movie came out. <laughs> yeah, and that's that how, exciting. That's how it. Yeah. It's, and I I thought that was a beautiful analogy because that was it. And yeah. now. There are, I have to say, the notion of waiting for something to hit, you know, home video or streaming, and I I have a good rig at home, obviously, but the notion of not seeing it in the theater and waiting, that's actually something that's common now. That that, that zeal is gone. It's weird. And it also became like, you know, like you would be excited to see these acts when they would first come out, and then... 20 years later, they're all together on a big package tour. Like all of your favorite 80s groups. It's, well, they're all, you know, they're all together in one show. We know you guys are old. You don't have that much time. We'll just slap them all together on one show. You can see them all. And that's what it feels like now. If you, if you were, because obviously you, you were actually in uh, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you, you had a good run. You've, you, you've, your, your, um, your credits are, um, you know, absolutely rock solid when it comes to genre stuff. Um, what would you do to correct this? Do you think the idea of of tap, uh, tamping down or mitigating the glut that we have will work to its benefit? Or what is the big mistake that's being perpetrated now? Well, I mean, the thing is, you and I just we're, we are right now talking as if uh, as as fans of the form, as fans of cinema. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we're, we're not talking about cinema. We are talking about money. Yeah, so it's hard to. To, it's hard to try to put an art framework onto money. Money is an explosive diarrhea monster <laughs> that wants to go everywhere. And we want to put a nice frame around it and go, let's do like a really deep, thoughtful Spider-Man movie. But then also throw in this and this, this, this you know, like, there's no way to um, contain that. So, yeah, obviously I would make these movies a little more far in between. I'd make them a little, I I would hire, uh, you know, deeper directors and people with vision. I mean, I think Marvel made some good decisions. They brought in Taika Waititi. Yeah. uh, Thor Ragnarok. They brought in um, uh, uh, Zoe Zoe Zhao and, you know, Chloe Zhao. So, you know, you you can bring in people with vision to do stuff, but... Ultimately, the money, those things, the money will take over. Yeah. It's like, it's why in, in the later James Bond movies, he's literally surfing on a tidal wave. Right. Because they're like, <laughs> it's, it's like this uh, parasailing, put it in there. Like, it just right. Right, right. No, and I, I agree. And I understand it's, it's, it's hard to, um, to contain it once it's exploded out that way. But again, yeah, yeah. those, you get those times. I remember when they, when they, 
He just got to a point where we got tired of seeing entire cities lift off their foundation and it's everything is ending. And it's the the third act is a beam in the sky. Oh, there's a beam in the sky. We got to stop the beam. That's exactly. Yeah. And it it just robs it. We were talking talking to Kevin Smith um, about this whole thing. And obviously he's passionate about it as well. Uh, And and the um, how multiverse stuff tends to rob and I'm a fan when it's done right but they they're going to it a lot and it tends to rob stories of an inherent risk and finality when I'll just go to this right when you made when when death doesn't matter anymore there's there can never be any tension right right so when you see a movie like um, everything everywhere all at once or into the Spider-Verse and they know how to do the yes. multiverse and make it count. And then you see other movies that I will not name where it's just like, eh, it doesn't matter if someone dies, we'll just change it and then this guy comes in. Or we can we, we can CGI a dead actor's face and have him do a cameo. It's just like, oh God, this is so depressing. Well, it becomes that thing like, it's like, oh, okay, so, so my own best friend in this earth is dead and in the next earth he has a, a mohawk, but it's still essentially him. So, right. You know, yeah, and it, it, it also, they've never addressed with the multiverse. If the multiverse did exist and you were aware of it, wouldn't it drive you insane? <laughs> it wouldn't be a good thing to encounter. You would see. So there's all these other versions of me, and I, I might not necessarily be the best version of myself. And so right. I am I the the product of a bunch of bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. and other universes are looking at me, going, "Oh my god, look at him!" At least we're not like that slob. You're the dustbin yeah. side of things. Yeah. There was there was a great movie years ago. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty interesting concept: Journey to the Far Side of the Sun, which was. A, 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 a replica Earth, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and it was um, it was multiverse ish, but they kind of addressed that. Like, how? What if I'm not? You know, right? What is the other me like? And and what you know? What makes? What gives me worth? And it's it was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. That that see that again. But that's going into. Depth and character, <laughs> rather than the money look, diarrhea. Look <laughs> yeah. at this. Yeah. Look at this. You know, which oh my god, it, it's just. But again, there are a lot of a lot of times when you see these movies and they're bad, it's hard to blame the director because I I've, I've kind of been close to some of it, and a lot of times the directors and writers have such a boot on their neck. Yeah, in terms of what else the studio is trying to do money wise, that there's they're trapped as well. They're they're trapped in a bad multiverse. Right. They're trapped in a multiverse where they have to do this superhero movie and suddenly it's evil and they're like, oh, no, I'm in the wrong universe. Yeah, oh, that's, that's their that's their lot. Um, that's yeah. as wild. If you're just tuning in, Pat Oswalt's going to be at uh, City Winery on October 7th. Tickets on sale at citywinery.com. Uh, Pat, I wanted to ask you something about um, a... Uh, By the way, I, I, bet, I just noticed the early show, there's only 12 tickets. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There's, right. there's there's late show tickets still left, but those are going to sell. But the early show, there are twelve tickets left. So, just letting you guys know. No, absolutely, and we'll keep hitting it because obviously it's October seventh. But uh, that's you think that's uh, far away, yeah, but no, it'll be honest before up. you know it. I wanted to ask if you if there's any uh, local if there's any local theater casts for Twelve Angry Men that want to come see me on the early show. <laughs> Dude, oh, actually, you know, you know what's funny? Casey's daughter. My daughters are in Twelve Angry Women. They go to an all girls school, <laughs> and, they, and the cast list just got announced yesterday, and they. Both 
both made the show. Oh. Yeah, that's Yay. awesome. Yeah. Which one of your daughters is Lee J. Cobb? Yeah, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> but my oldest has to do, she's the immigrant uh, uh, okay. uh, juror. Yeah. And so she's like, I got to do an accent. I'm like, oh, from what country? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did you do uh, high school theater or anything like that, Patton? Yeah, I did some I did some plays when I was in high school. I did, um, God, what did I do? <laughs> I did the Music Man. Uh, okay. I did um, Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, the classics. Yeah. I wasn't Conrad Birdie. I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see. That'd be very John Waters. <laughs> yeah, that would. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you about a, uh, uh, a routine that you had done that made the rounds on social media. And the reason I ask you about it is because I want to see if it was in a particular special because I haven't been able to track it down. So I've got a couple of my kids are in the LGBTQ plus uh, community. And you, would, you, were, you were talking about the differences between being politically correct and uh, asking people of that community to be please be patient with those of us who haven't quite got the terminology down yet. And you did a comparison of people using politically correct terms. And how it doesn't really matter. That can come off horrible anyway. Was that part of a special or was that just you at a comedy club one night that was being filmed? Or it was part of a I I think it was part of a special called Talking for Clapping. Okay. But I'm not sure. I want to show my kids that. So I'm I'm gonna jot that down and see if I can find that because it was so brilliantly done. It just like just look into people's hearts, is what I'm saying. Yeah, look at Sometimes when someone's not using the correct terminology, but they actually are saying the right thing. And a lot of times in life, you will find out that it's the evil people that will learn the correct terminology very early so that they can smuggle their horribleness in. (laughs) So don't get hung up on the terminology. Look, oh, yeah, that guy's that guy's on the way. He just hasn't learned the correct terms yet. Let's leave him alone. I like that phrasing, smuggle the horribleness horribleness (laughs) in. Um, Does that surprise you? Because a lot of times, and I will see your bits pop up, and I don't know if it's you that's uh, doing it, I, I would hope, you know, uh, or, or somebody that you, you have working for you, where segments of your stand-up will end up sent around in social media. And it's, uh, you know, I, I'm dialed into a lot of nerd stuff, so stuff that you've, <laughs> you've observed, you know, a lot of that comes through. But is is that, do you have sway over that, or is just that happenstance? No, that's the great thing about doing comedy or, or creating anything um, artistic is that you don't control where it goes once it's out there. People will. I remember in my I, I, my first book that I wrote had a chapter with all of these REM lyrics from their album uh, uh, Fables of the Reconstruction. Hmm. So I was recording it, the book on tape, and I I, have a, a, I through a friend. I had my friend ask Michael Stipe from REM, hey, would you read these lyrics for the audiobook? And he said, yeah, I will. So um, he reads the lyrics on the audiobook, but he was looking at them the way that I would turn down. He's like, oh, these are wrong. These aren't the lyrics for what he heard me in his own way. And I'm like, oh, and I was like mortified. Like, I will totally change. He's like, no, 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 no. We put the song out there. Whatever you needed to hear, that's what you heard. Wow. Huh. And that actually has more meaning if that's what it meant to you. So a lot of times a bit that you do, you feel like it's like a throwaway bit or like you try to try to be funny with it. You don't know what life it's going to have down the road. and you, you don't get to control that. But that's actually kind of the, the fun part of this. That is cool. That does sound cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that about comedy is that something that you said earlier on then ends up because, oh, wow, he was actually kind of prophetic. About that. <laughs> the, the, 
the uh, Parks and Rec uh, filibuster was just, I riffed that in the moment. It wasn't wow. scripted. I Are just, you... they, they didn't yell cut. I just, I, I was supposed <laughs> to start saying, and now I would like to filibuster, and they were going to cut away, and then the directors went... Let's not yell cut and see what he does. I have, have you ever seen it, Preston? Have you? I have. Yeah. So, it so it is, for, if you, for people listening who have not seen it, it is it is a meticulous, and and now even that much more devastatingly brilliant because you're riffing it. <laughs> but um, it's it it it's. Uh, you actually get the, the crew and everyone applauds when, when you yeah, finish after they the- after they walk off set they they one by one start leaving because Pat just keeps going and going and going um Pat I wanted to ask you and, and say hello um from a friend of yours a mutual friend um we've become friendly with Michael Giacchino over the years and he did oh nice he yeah. did the music for for Ratatouille and obviously you were one of the main voices in that and so I I didn't know if you guys were friends or not I I just texted him oh they did a project together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the monster challenge yeah and and werewolf by night so um, he says hello, and he, he's just um, a brilliant guy, and we're, we can we're consider ourselves lucky to be friendly with him because uh, he's was, just the best. Uh, I was at his wedding uh, uh, last two months ago. Wow! wow. Yeah. He- yeah, no, it's you know, and you know, he's working on uh, them. He's working on his yeah. remake of them, which, for people who don't know, is one of the all-time classic uh, oh. science fiction movies. And I, I said, you know. It's in good good hands because he's got an appreciation for that. Well, yeah, I mean, what I, what's weird is we did Monster Challenge together, which is a short film. I'm not in Werewolf by Night, but <laughs> the monster suit that I wear, the head is mounted on the wall of the trophy room. Ah. So I am in that. It's like a little Easter egg from his earlier film. Werewolf by Night was so freaking good. I agree. It was tremendous. And, and I have to imagine that lit a fire. You know, it's a double-edged sword here. It's it, because are we going to get robbed of that many more fantastic soundtracks? Because he did the music for that as well. But uh, but he's, he definitely is right in our, I mean, I'm, I don't want to include myself in, with you guys. But <laughs> but in, in, at least in appreciation of the material and this genre stuff, he gets it. So we actually need him directing and doing stuff like this maybe he'll be one of the uh, a director that also does his own scores i don't i can't imagine how you'd have the energy to do no that. yeah <laughs> Honestly, right it's too much uh so so with you with what about you because with all that you've done you've done t- tremendous amounts of voiceover work and you, obviously the goldbergs which you know ended and other things like that do you have a fascination with perhaps pursuing uh the, the path of a director and 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 uh continuing in that vein yeah i want to start directing i'm going to start uh you know right now everything's kind of shut down but i i might i don't know I'm a little uncomfortable. I've been offered a couple of movies during this trip where they're like, well, we got a SAG waiver. Cause and I'm like, I don't like the murkiness. I'm going to mm-hmm. wait. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm on the lines now marching. When this ends, I will proceed with some projects that I had gotten started, but I just want, I like things to be clear and not, and, and as clear as possible in these very murky, chaotic times. So no, I, I, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll, then I'll then I'll work on this stuff. Uh, uh, can you tip the hand a little bit? Will these be genre related, or are you going to go in a very um, the Seventh Seal sort of way? Or yeah. well, <laughs> Seventh Seal? Um, <laughs> actually, you know, I saw the Seventh Seal about ten years ago for the first time, and I'm like, well, I guess I should see this because it's important. And I was surprised. It's actually it's genuinely it's like a Monty Python film. Yeah, yeah, a serious movie. It's very funny. It's the classic uh, Max von Sydow, you know, the chess scene, and it's 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 been parodied countless times. 
But people see the stills, they go, this must be the biggest slog. And it's actually, <laughs> this is really funny the whole time, has a really funny sense of humor about, like, oh, God. Like, when Max, when he meets Max von Sydow, it's like, wait, wait, not yet. He goes, that's what you guys all say. <laughs> death and death's like, and death isn't like, fine. He was just, it, death is like rolling his eyes like, oh, God, here we go. Okay, fine, let's. Like it's, it's really funny. Yeah, no, true, true. So what? what well, I, I, you can't tip your hand, but yeah, we'll see what you come up with. And then I'm also writing a lot of comic books right now. Next Wednesday, mm. new comic book coming out from Dark Horse called Minor Threats: The Alternates. Ah, last year called Minor Threats, and this is the first kind of uh, sequel of it that uh, is coming out. So that is that is very exciting. Com- Writing comics is like writing movies. You have to visualize and block it all out. So it's been fantastic. Wow. Is it, um, do you have to, when, when working with, with comics, how is it different in being careful not to overwrite and so on versus for like a, a film or, or a comedy special or something like that? The exact same way. When you write comics, your artist is your DP. He's your cinematographer. Okay. So instead of going in this square, this will have like, you can describe a larger action and then let them break it up on the page and figure out how it's going to look the best. There's been some things we've written where we thought it was going to be a bunch of square. And he's like, I can do this in one visual, one giant splash page, and it'll actually – it'll be stunning to the people that watch it. That I love. I love um, when – the, the the collaboration gets out of your hands, and and what a talent it is just to arrange the pages for those for those who haven't picked up a comic book in a long time. When you first flip it open, you're like, where? At what point do I start reading? Where does the dialogue? Does this <laughs> yeah. go in clockwise it's, order? Uh, but, uh, but there's a, there's a flow to it that you eventually get into after you read a couple of them, and it's brilliant. Well, it's the difference between a comic strip and a comic book. Like, yeah. it's not Marmaduke. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. When they're done, and, and that that is like, you know, you're uh, Frank Miller or, or uh, uh, Alan Moore, or the, the people who know how to how to lay out a story like that. And obviously, as you said, your, um, your art director and the, the artists that you work with help create that story. But I, it's yeah. very cinematic. I mean, that's why it always kind of, we're big fans of Zack Snyder's uh, the, uh, Watchmen. And, and yeah. Because I don't know how much more faithfully, except for an ending change, right. you could port that story onto onto the screen. Yeah, but there there are certain aspects of comics that only work in comics. Like your odd number pages are your jump scares. That's where when you hmm. when you turn the page and you want something to be suddenly revealed, you put yep. it on one of the pages so hmm. that because they're even pages are on the right, and you turn it, bam! There's the big surprise. So. Yeah. There is there, there are those same cinematic techniques. Where do I put my shots? Where do I put the surprises? How do I pace it out and time it? You know, there need to be moments of character and just talking, and then suddenly things explode. And there's really cool ways you can do that. It's funny because Marvel <clears throat> had their, I remember one of the first apps that really got traction on the iPad. When the iPad came out, they had their, they, they put their collection up. And uh, to your point about turning the page over, um, it, it sort of eliminated that, at least in a way, just the tactile, <laughs> you know. They, they tried to do is you can now go frame by frame and they map, they move you around the page. Oh. Your eyes around so you, you can get a sense of that. But there's nothing like the moment when you turn that page. Like in The Dark Knight Returns when when Batman first shows up after being gone for 10 years. But they're just showing the cops in their car like, oh, you're in for a show, kid. And then 
you turn the page and it's a full page of Batman coming down with the lights on. <laughs> oh, that's what the cops are seeing. Yeah. And it's shock and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff. Uh, we, we were talking about the earlier on the big money machine and I wanted to go back a little bit because uh, Nick had mentioned uh, Ratatouille. Uh, has there ever been, uh, and, and, and I don't think there should uh, be um, kicked around the idea of a sequel to that because it was so successful. I've never heard a sequel being kicked around because that's in Brad Bird's uh, wheelhouse. If, if he ever comes up with an amazing story that he likes, he'll do it, but he is not a guy that is rushing to make a sequel to anything. Mm. The, the the Incredibles was a massive hit, and I, I'm sure they wanted a sequel immediately, and he waited till he had a genuinely brilliant story. So, if a brilliant story comes to him, great, but if they never make a sequel to it, I'd be so happy. There I agree. So many where I'm like, that's it. You're done. Leave it alone. Yeah. No secrets. Leave it alone. It, it's it's such a yeah. There there are these precious gems that you just don't want to be sullied. Yes. Yeah, and and that's that's part of it. I mean, the The Incredibles is just it's just flawless from beginning to end. The problem is to make those movies at that level. You're talking three, four, five years sometimes. Mm. Uh, you know, the, all these things are in. And we've had a number of the directors and writers, in, and obviously uh, Michael as as well. But yeah, it's it's such a long process, and and uh, it's it's funny because things that Hollywood and and maybe I'm wrong on this, Patton, that that perceived as a trend. A lot of times, it's like when a star goes out in the universe. You know, we're we're we haven't seen it. We were seeing it well after it's died. Am I correct on that? If you're chasing a trend now, <clears throat> the movie you're making to chase that trend will not come out for another year. That trend will be gone. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what's going to be interesting about the, the Barbie movie made a billion plus, and I know the studio's like, do another Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> they told a perfect story. They told the whole story. There's no further. Story to tell there. It's fine. Move on. Like, although, again, that's in the hands of a filmmaker like Greta Gerwig, who's like, I got other projects. Like, I'm done. I'm, I have other thick stories I'm going to tell, and I'm going to go tell them. So, you know, it, a lot of times it depends on what kind of power and leverage does the filmmaker have, um, and, and, you know, the, the ability to say no. I mean, I know that when they finished Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they offered, they immediately wanted Jeff Spicoli movies out the wazoo and Sean Penn showed up on the last day after his last scene and he is, his hair was cut short, he was clean <laughs> and he had bronzed his vans and gave them to, um, you know, Cameron and was like, and goodbye to Jeff Spicoli. <laughs> well, they, they made a very bad sequel. I think it was actually with uh, Chris Penn. Was the it? Wildlife. The Wildlife. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. uh, leave it alone. Something, but although, okay, in defense of sequels, and I'm not again. I still hate sequels, but I remember there was a quote by of all people, Sylvester Stallone, and I love this quote. He's like, "You know why Hollywood makes so many sequels? Because making a movie is like getting dressed for the prom in a closet. You don't know what you're putting on. I don't know what it's going to look like. And if you come out, it looks good. You're like." Okay, let's do this again because you, all you remember is all the times 
we did something and it came out and it looked like crap. So there is that, you know what, if, if I if I got it to work, it's such a miracle, let's just do it again. It, it, it's, it makes total sense. I mean, yeah. if you if you talk, um, there was a time, uh, you know, um, Lin-Manuel uh, is, Miranda. Miranda's yeah. making a musical version of The Warriors. Yeah. Uh, and I, we are massive Warriors fans. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that's one that's sort of an obvious that they've never touched because it is that, that perfect type of film. So, so um, I think you know what? Horror sort of lends itself to that, where you can have those independent filmmakers uh, create those movies, and they don't always get sequels. Sometimes they do, but I think people are more encouraged to make the one-offs. What, does that make sense to you? Yeah, or, or make, again, a, a movie like Barbarian or It Follows um, or Get Out are such perfect. You don't need to make that into a franchise, but... If you have the movie with the guy that you shoot eight times and you look over the balcony and now he's gone. Yeah. What's the, um, and he's, Roger Ebert called it the, he's still out there somewhere movies, which means that killer can keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, listen, we appreciate your time, Patton. Excited that you're coming into Philadelphia. And as you said, I'm sure by now those 12 tickets are gone <laughs> uh, for the earlier show. But we've got to hang it up then if we haven't been able to sell 12 tickets. But there's a later show, and you can go to citywinery.com, and that show will be on October 7th. So, uh, dude, thanks for your time. It is it's so great to talk to you. We're just massive fans of you. Wow, thanks for geeking out with me. This was fantastic. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do it anytime. Anytime you want. We want to geek out, man. We appreciate it. All right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. Pat now, Oswald, everybody. Yeah. Take care, man. Good to see you. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. I love it. He's great. He's what a great writer. I mean, just. Well, it's just fantastic. So again, again, geeking out about the Criterion collections, but they, they I, I fell down a hole last night watching one right after another of these great movie makers going in there, um, and uh, and they they pick out the movies they like and they recommend, and at the end of the video they list the movies that they pick. So you're kind, they're kind of curating their their choices, and it's just it's wonderful. I uh, I didn't realize or I had forgotten about the project that he and Giacchino did together. So I, I reached out to Michael because of um, Ratatouille. Michael sent me the pictures that Patton was referring to. Ah. Steve, uh, I don't know if you've seen these before, but here is the thing that hangs on the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'll send him to Marissa and we can post them. It, it, like the fact that those two guys are, are buddies makes me happy. Yeah. Awesome. Was, in fact, yeah. that was that was Michael's very first direction That's that he right. had done on a, right. on a short film of any type and he got patent to be, to be a part of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is great. So, Alright, well that was nice. Uh, we do need to break and I would like to give something away for you for being so patient with us um, and hanging out. We have, let me see here, tickets to join Casey, Nick, and Marissa for the special murder mystery event at Red Room Theater um, Wednesday, next Wednesday. And it's courtesy of 20th Century Studios, a haunting event. You have to be at least 21 years of age. This comes with a complimentary buffet and a first free drink and admission to the advanced screening of the film, which is actually the night before that. So let's take, how many should I give away? Let's do three. All right, callers 10, 11, 12, 215, 263 WMMR. We will give you those passes and we will take a break and be right back. And the A to Z continues and the Bizarre File is coming up. The MMR is coming to your neighborhood. 
Nick McElwain Sunday from 2 to 4 for a game day MMRBQ ticket raid at Fitzwater Station off Route 422 in Phoenixville. Enjoy a huge selection of craft beers, handmade cocktails, and fresh off the smoker ribs, wings, and chicken. Watch the game in their 1830 Rustic Pub or on the deck along the canal with kayak rentals available. Fitzwater Station. Anything but ordinary. Follow them on Facebook for specials. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Friday this morning by Sports and Social. Cheer on the birds just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Uh, you can watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime contests, Bud Lights, giveaways, memorabilia, and a bunch more. Uh, this story is out of Arizona. A human skull was recently found in a box of donated items at a Goodwill store in Goodyear. Uh, a call was made Tuesday night to the police after the disturbing discovery was made at the Goodwill. Officers took possession of the human skull found in the box and transported it to the medical examiner's office for further investigation. That was my skull! Uh, the police said the skull appears to be historical and has no forensic significance, meaning that there appears to be no associated crime with the skull. That we know of yet! Investigators are looking into who made the donation and it came in a pile with other taxidermied items. But you I, could use this. I told you guys, my uncles used to have a skull. Right, right. A human skull. Did he have any I never story asked. story about where it came I, from? I don't remember. It Where's had, Gum Gum? It had a name like George or something like that, and I just, I remember examining it closely as a kid, and I think back, and it's pretty disturbing that I was yeah. doing that, to be honest. So I should ask him about that and see. <laughs> Yeah. What the story was with that. A 35-year-old murder case was solved by radio personality. Yeah. Uh, three people were injured locally after a truck crashed into a Cherry Hill dental office Whoa. with the driver of the truck suffering some critical injuries. So I don't have a follow-up on the, the condition of the driver. The accident happened Wednesday on Route 70 eastbound at Kings Highway. The owner of Lakeview Dental Care was in shock after the truck crashed into his business. He was on lunch when it happened and says that all he could think about was his staff. Uh, Danielle Seaman explained, I was sitting at my desk and my manager sits right behind me. She was at her office and all of a sudden I hear a crash and a whole bunch of stuff came around us. I yelled for her and went in. Her whole walls kind of collapsed on her. Uh, Seaman said the truck was only feet away from her colleague and that's when she ran over, grabbed her and they both got out with minor injuries. Thankfully she said her desk was kind of uh, shot up and protected her head somewhat so it was at an angle. That's crazy. Uh, the Cherry Hill, spit. The Cherry Hill Fire Department uh, said that the truck veered off the road, then burst into flames after hitting Oof. the building. Uh, the driver's now recovering from serious burns in the hospital. Uh, terrific. The, the owner says he's fortunate firefighters arrived in less than five minutes and added that they were concerned the entire building was going to fall. Fortunately, that did not happen. Everyone on the scene person got a little kid with toothpaste and a toothbrush. Oh, really? Yeah. Just yeah. for their trouble? Yeah. Uh, people have been getting unexpectedly sprayed with ink while walking the streets of Toronto this summer. Uh, police uh, investigating are investigating five incidents that took place between June 14th and August 23rd. Investigators allege that in each instance, a man sprayed pen ink... <laughs> 
onto subs- sus- unsuspecting people. What's pass- that about? Passing by, and all the incidents happen between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Uh, the suspect is described by police as a man in his 30s. It's uh, Johnny Inkleseed. A post shared on Reddit titled, Beware Ink Bandit on King, <laughs> detailed similar experiences in the downtown area. They were sprayed with ink, and they had witnessed others who had also been hit with the substance in the days following. Uh, they wrote in the post, Yesterday I was hit with ink in the morning and only noticed once I got to work. Today I saw these two other people had been hit with ink. Neither of them had noticed, and when I got to work, a colleague had also been inked. So, where are you finding ink these days? Yeah, Toronto police might uh, uh, would not confirm if the incidents alleged in the post were the same as being investigated by the officers, but somebody's yeah. getting their jollies spraying people. Oh, yeah. We're going to go inking. Uh, this is pretty funny. Uh, in Chicago, uh, someone installed a sign at Loyola Beach indicating that it was now a nude beach. <laughs> oh I love God. this. And this, it looked authentic. Uh-huh. This is according to a Chicago older woman. Uh, and Chicago! It was, Chicago! Uh, older woman uh, Maria Haddon took to Facebook Monday morning and wrote, We've been notified that someone has installed this cheeky sign at Loyola Beach. Please note that this is not an official Chicago Park District sign. Sir, you're going to have to put your balls away. <laughs> We've reported a park so they can remove it. As a reminder, at least some clothing is required at all of our beaches. But here's a little uh, history for you. In 1932, the 49th Ward Alderman George Williston introduced a resolution to create a nude sunbathing beach in this same location. And that's back when Chicago City Council controlled the parks. Pretty funny. Obviously, it was not accepted. No. They're they're taking it down. This is funny. Uh, A woman known as, her name is Key. Okay. She was caught on tape reportedly stealing an iPhone 14 Plus by Chewing through the anti-theft wire. Oh my wow, God. man. That's Dude. some choppers. Yes, it is. Uh, she can be seen browsing devices in a store, and after looking at a MacBook, she headed to the phones where footage shows her lifting the device to her mouth she chews through chewing it. through the cable. She's like Jaws from the Bond movies. She then uh, puts the phone <clears throat> into her bag and leaves. Police caught up with her. Let her go. 30 minutes after the incident, and she claimed she intended to buy the phone, yeah. but the price was just too high. So then you just shoot through it the uh, security cord and you take it. Yep. That's the understanding. So we had the story the other day of the um, uncontrollable diarrhea on the plane. Air Canada has apologized to two passengers who were escorted off a plane after being told that they had to sit in seats that were not cleaned well because someone vomited on them during the previous flight. They told them they had to sit there because of that, or it's just their, those are their seats? They were their seats, and yeah. they, they couldn't put them anywhere else. You two are going to sit in the vomit chairs. Uh, Susan Benson, a fellow passenger on the flight from Las Vegas to Montreal, detailed the incident on Facebook three days later, noting that, quote, there was a bit of a foul smell. It smells like vomit. She explained that someone on the flight before had vomited near where two women and a man in front of her were struggling to get seated. Apparently, Benson claimed, apparently Air Canada attempted a quick cleanup before boarding, but clearly wasn't able to do a thorough clean. They placed coffee grinds in the seat pouch and sprayed perfume to mask the spell. Uh, Benson shared that the clearly upset passengers tried to explain to the flight attendant that the seat and seatbelt were were wet and there was still visible vomit residue oh in their God. area. God! It was still wet with vomit? However, the... <sighs> Very apologetic flight attendant said that there was nothing that could be done Who to wants free snacks? rectify the situation as the flight was full. Benson said the passenger said that they 
couldn't possibly be expected to sit and vomit for five hours. You would think that. That they argued back and forth for several minutes before the flight attendant sought out her supervisor who told the three passengers the exact same thing. And after reluctantly receiving blankets, disinfecting wipes, and vomit bags to sit on per their request. This is your pilot. I would like to ask you just to pipe down and sit in the vomit seat. Uh, Benson recalled the pilot walking down the aisle to the section where he had calmly knelt down and told the two ladies that they had two choices. They could leave the plane on their own accord and organize flights on their own dime, or they would be escorted off the plane by security and placed on a no-fly list. Okay, here's here's the, uh, the, the test. Yeah. Here's how you can judge what people are made of. Do you take Preston the diarrhea flight, or do you <laughs> take the vomit flight? I take the vomit flight. Vomit flight, me yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, without question. By the way, I would probably, if they brought blankets, I would be okay, depending on how bad it would smell. Yeah. He's been I, pissed off. I think I would be okay with sitting on it, but what should have happened is is the, they should have said immediately, look, we'll get you on another flight and we'll pay for yeah, it. Yeah, here's your, yeah. But they, the, the, they told them that they were going to have to pay for a different flight. No, yeah. no that's not it. So Air Canada... You're going to have to pay more. These are special vomit seats. Uh, said in a statement, the airline issued an apology to passengers... Doesn't that smell like human vomit? ...as they clearly did not receive the standard of care to which they were entitled. <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. I flew on Air Canada recently, oh, yeah. and I was was it nice? Unimpressed. Oh, they yeah. didn't have any USB ports. They what? didn't have any. Yeah, they didn't have. You know. You know that's really a crapshoot. Yeah. When, when you get on, you're like uh, a lot of them do, but some of them still I don't. Was, I was a little you, underwhelmed. I think that's a no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in a second. More of the back to school A to Z, and we'll see if you've been paying attention. Calls a question about the show via the lesson question and music news too and trash. Stay put. We'll be right back. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
look at you. You lost your virginity to that song, didn't you? I know I'm at least talking to a couple of you. Right. Who that happened to. Kathy's got her hand up. Uh, never say goodbye. Bon Jovi. We're in the ends on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Bill was saying that's a favorite of his. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> loves that it's song. I actually, I it's uh, and I like Bon Jovi. That is one of the cheesiest songs out of their their catalog. But there's also something really endearing about it. It is, I and, and it I think is. a lot of it has to do with what you just said. It it, it, it sits in that memory bank. Yeah, in that spank bank. <laughs> and, uh, there you go. <laughs> It definitely does. How much Bon Jovi is your in your spank bag, Steve? I, what would be is what is the most erotic Bon Jovi song? <laughs> I, none really comes to mind. Huh. Oh wow. You can't well, go home? Uh, <laughs> Slippery When Wet was the name of the album, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. song named uh I don't know if there was or not, but what's the uh, uh, what's the one from uh, Bed of Roses? I will uh, lay yeah, you yeah, down yeah, Bed of Roses. Dad, can I talk to you for a moment? Yeah, mm. right. Well, she's a little runaway. She was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. she was getting herself into trouble. Mm-hmm. She's a bit of a tramp. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's ask a lesson question. Giveaway prize. We have a pair of tickets to join Casey, Nick, and Marissa for the special murder mystery event mm-hmm. Red at the Red Room Theater, uh, which is on Wednesday, courtesy of 20th Century Studios, a haunting in Venice. 21 and over event. And you get uh, dinner and a drink and the whole thing. So uh, let's go. Okay. Yes. What is the name of Casey's upcoming autobiography? Two. <laughs> One five two six three WMMR. You don't remember? No. All right. Two one five two six three WMMR. What is the name of Casey's upcoming autobiography? If you heard it, it was around eight fifty two this morning. See, we don't even remember. No, we don't. Stuff. But let's see if you do and call now. We'll do the trash while you're calling it. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three. WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you by 20th Century Studios. Head to WMMR.com to register to win tickets to join Casey, Marissa, and Nick at Red Rum Theater for a special murder mystery event. Celebrate a haunting in Venice only in theaters September 15th. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Britney Spears' estranged husband, Sam Ashgari, joining striking actors and writers on the picket line in Hollywood yesterday. Many are saying that Ashgari's greatest performance was acting as if he had any right to be in that line. Senator Mitch McConnell has been given the green light to return to work after two incidents in which he froze up while speaking. Dr. Brian P. Monahan says McConnell is still suffering from residual effects from a concussion he received during the Battle of Bunker Hill. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Erica Mina has been fired after uttering what was deemed a racial slur on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. A showrunner for the VH1 series issued a statement saying that they have a standard on their show, or at least they probably should have a standard on their <laughs> To the phones we go. We want to find out what Casey's upcoming autobiography will be titled. 215-263-WMMR and we will go to Tim. Let's see if Tim knows the answer. Yo, Tim, good morning. Rizum, kizum, as rizum. Yeah! And what's the name of that? Sky Rizzy. Sky Rizzy. (laughs) All right. uh, So, Tim, what is the name of Casey's upcoming autobiography? Was it I Give Up My Ass? Yes! I Give Up My Ass! Hang on, Tim. 
We're going to give you a pair of those tickets. Join Casey, Nick, and Marissa for a special murder mystery event at the Red Room Theater. Wednesday, September 13th, courtesy of 20th Century Studios, a haunting in Venice. It's a 21 and over event, and it will include a complimentary buffet and a free first drink, plus admission to the advanced screening of the film only in theater September 15th. And another chance to win is available at WMMR.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Testicles black. All right. Uh, let me see here. All right. So, got to gather a couple more things real quick here. Uh, the music news is brought to you by New Jersey Transit, reminding you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to one eight 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 one eight 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 tips NJT or text your report to NJTPD. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Into his A. Yeah. So Slash's uh, Hunter Burst Les Paul guitar is up for auction. Minimum bid, $1 million. Oh. $1 million? That's crazy. For Slash's guitar? Yeah, it's the same guitar that he played at live performances and recording sessions with Guns N' Roses in 1985 to 1986. I'm guessing it will not go for that. He sold it after that, and it has since been on display at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the auction house pointed out that the band wrote Welcome, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine, and Paradise City during that time span. So it may have very, very well been on those guitars. What would be a comparable in rock memorabilia, Nick? I don't know if there's a, a quick oh, look man. up for this. That it, what, what would sell for a million dollars? And listen, I'm not diminishing. Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstein. I'm going to put Absolutely. more weight on Frankenstein than I... Uh, or am I crazy? Am I, am I just a cockeyed kid who can't see the world for what it is? Uh, and it may be... Um, maybe uh, Big Red from... Uh, um, the Gum? Nope. Uh, from Queen. Uh, Brian, oh. Brian May's guitar. Brian May's. The guitar that he and his dad built. Oh. Um, I just, that, is, that is an iconic guitar, and it's a custom guitar. Whoa. What? Steve, the uh, I looked up the 10 most expensive pieces of uh, rock memorabilia. Right. Number one? Yeah. Kurt Cobain's MTV Unplugged guitar, $8 million. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. So maybe that's a steal to go and get. Oh, Steve, you're going to love this. What? There's a bubble statue of Michael Jackson. That oh, went my God. For, that went it's for my monkey. $7.46 million. We miss you, Bubbles. It's made of gold, right? I, I hope. Yeah. It's actually made of bubbles. All right, here's another guitar. They just shield them in plastic. David Gilmore's uh, Black Strat guitar. That went for over $5 million. Uh, wow. Okay. I did not realize. No. Oh, a Love Me Do a guitar from Look at this. Lennon. Look at this bubble Three statue. Yeah. This it's, is the ugliest looking thing I've horrible. ever seen. It's horrible. And no. it, of course, the monkey's placed inappropriately on his lap. Oh, this is a cool one. Uh, the Imagine Piano. They went for two, uh, $2.7 million. You're yeah, going to love it. That's pretty <laughs> amazing. If you like, I am John Lennon. If you like pianos, you're going to love the Imagine Piano. Imagine playing it. Wink, wink. <laughs> hey, you know what? Do you guys, uh, when, we, when we're doing the back to school A to Z, don't you find it? Do you ever hear the John Lennon yes. clip? Yes. Doesn't that blow your mind? I think Sarah played it yesterday. I thought he was dead. He is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he is. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, see if you can find that, uh, Casey. It's right. it's his actuality. It's his, his uh, drop, whatever you want yeah. to call it. How Should many? How many do, from what other Beatles do we have? There's a Paul one. Is there a Paul? This is Paul McCartney joining us on the Cream of the Scream tour. <laughs> yep. Wait, no, maybe she played the Paul one. Uh, 
because well, we she had she had yeah. lovely Rita yesterday, uh, Mina made, and um, it, Paul talks about talking to the radio, and he's like, and you're listening to this with your ears, and it's it's a funny. MMR uh, ID from Here, Paul McCartney. Here's the John Lennon ID. Go ahead and hit that. Hi, this is John Lennon on WMMR FM, Philadelphia, PA. I Here's love That's one. so cool. Isn't that amazing? Hi, this is John Lennon on WMMR FM, Philadelphia, PA. All right, the same, same one. All right. Yeah, play it again, and we'll <laughs> we'll call it a third version of it. <laughs> and then you said there's a Paul McCartney ID? Too? Yeah, Sarah played that one yesterday. Got that. All, All right. right. Here we go. All right. This is what it sounds like. Hi, this is John Lennon on WMMR FM, Philadelphia, PA. He's doing this Paul is doing the John Lennon impression. I heard this. Hi, this is Paul McCartney on 93.3 WMMR in Philadelphia. I'm talking to you with my voice. Keep listening. Oh. Well, yeah. so how come McCartney's is much clearer? Was Lennon sounds like he was recording from the a sinking on, ship. He was on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul oh, was sinking ship. Paul was on a microphone. So uh, I don't think we have a George Harrison. Man, no, I don't think we, we could do. still get a Ringo. We could still get a Ringo drop. Yep. Uh, Bill at his next record. All <laughs> right. We'll get it. We'll get a Ringo drop. Ringo's on this uh, list. Uh, a drum kit from Ringo for two point nine million. Yeah, I, I remember when that sold recently. Who yeah. was the, the the owner? Preston was one of these. Um, it collects a ton of Beatles memorabilia. Yeah, you guys mentioned him. Oh, Jim Irsay? Yeah. Like the, the guy that owns the Colts? The Colts. Yes. Yes. Right, right. And he figured that it would... Uh, well, Ringo put that stuff up initially because he felt it should be... Yeah. Not in his closet. It needs to be shared because yeah. he wasn't doing anything with it. And there are people that would love to see that type of stuff. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, in an interview posted, uh, Godsmack's Sully Erner revealed that the band is making plans to do something different for next year's tour. He said, it's a little too soon to say, but we have a couple of announcements we'll be making soon, which could cl- include an evening with theater, stripped down, vibey kind of show in the late January, February months. He went on It'd to be say. a great show to add an imagine. <laughs> they haven't done that type of performance since 04, and for them, that's a whole different thing. So we'll see if that ends up happening. I do like those stripped-down shows yeah. if it's an artist that you really like. And the evening of usually comes with, like, an intermission, right. and it's all the hits you want to hear and, and stuff like dinner that. dinner rolls. Oh, dinner rolls. Uh, I thought this was uh, pretty cool. The latest induction into the Modern Drummer Hall of Fame is... Drum roll. <laughs> You, you thought I was going to let you go right to it, didn't is you? Alex Van Halen. Oh. That's really cool. So that, that's the Hall of Fame. You only get inducted one time for that. Uh, Alex joins an esteemed group that would include Neil Peart, John Bonham, Buddy Rich, Max Roach, Ringo Starr, Taylor Hawkins, and others. Uh, he became instrumental in the band's electrifying dramatic sound. Leading the rhythm section on standout Van Halen hits like Ain't Talking About Love, Unchained, and Panama. His double bass pedal work for this song, Hopper Teacher, was deeply influential, combining technical prowess with a restless, thorough, original drum composition. The thing about Alex Van Halen is the band is so overshadowed by Eddie Van Halen and yeah. David Lee Roth that if you're not a drummer, a lot of times you won't realize what's going on in the background. Alex is a great Really? Okay. He's fantastic. He does some things. In the middle of the drums or guitar solo in Jump, he does this bizarre, it doesn't sound complex drum rhythm that you can find tutorial videos of on YouTube because it's so weird and so hard to play. And I've never mastered it. I want to hear it now. I've never mastered it. It's really, really weird. Can we find that? Um, can you replicate it on your I can't. console I can't, there? I can't play it. 
Uh, Alex has uh, appeared on the cover of Modern Drummer four times, 1983, 1994, 2008, most recently in March of 2021. He's appeared various other times in Modern Drummer's issue throughout uh, the last five decades. So congratulations to Alex Van Halen. Uh, two quick things about the MMRBQ. Uh, number one, we have a ticket special price that expires today. And Get in on it. $19.33 while they last for lawn tickets. Also, there is a ticket raid that is happening on Sunday. And Nick McWayne is going to be at uh, Fitzwater Station. You ever been there, Preston? No. And so it's, uh, you know, it's the Phoenixville. Yeah, it's right across the river from Phoenixville. You know those canals? And uh, Casey, yeah. you know we can rent there is a uh, Kayak, kayak, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you can rent a kayak, go in the canal, or even take it out on the river. It's a really cool spot. It's this building. Uh, I think it was built in like the 1830s or whatever. Do they have a piano? They do have a. I don't know. Um, maybe. Let's say yes. Right. There's one for sale. If <laughs> yes. they want it. Uh, for some, you can get one. For uh. Sunday's purposes, they have a piano, but they have a really cool outdoor deck. Um, and so I'm there from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to give away tickets like every 15 minutes and leading up to kickoff on Sunday. So it should be fun time. And, and by the way, Sunday. And, and they also have uh, beers and cocktails yeah. and ribs and wings these and chicken kind of and all things. that. <laughs> these, all these these things. Appetizers and, I, I, and pot stickers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, now I want hot stickers. I would say, um, again, now you can't, <laughs> weather's, you know, it variates from day to day. Uh-huh. But the forecast right now uh-huh. puts all of the muck and crap that will be residual from the potential hurricane passing. Now, at the MMRBQ, we won't have pot stickers, <laughs> but we very well might have rap bread. <laughs> what I was going to say is, the weather right now in the long distance forecast oh says sunny and 75 okay. for Saturday. Sunny and 75. I don't put stock until like yeah. three or four days before. Use your, nice to hear. Your personal mojo to make it happen because that would be fantastic. And also the voting wraps up on uh, Sunday for live band karaoke with Sidearm on the President Steve Show side stage. Uh, don't forget Don McCloskey. His band is performing live on that side stage too. So in between acts, come over and check us out on the side stage, which I believe is on the Ben yeah, it's on the Ben Franklin side. Yeah, year one was a was a blowout. We loved it so much and now it's back and uh we want to see listen, a lot of people were coming over, but now you're aware of it, make sure you make your way over because honestly I, I went through some of the singers, some of the people who are uh you know uh, want to participate in this. They're really good. Mm. All right, uh Marissa isolated the uh the guitar solo portion of jump. Oh, okay. Now listen, it's not like really fast or anything right, yeah. like that, but it's it's what we call syncopated. Syncopated. And it's really hard to follow on right. the drums. Here we go. Yeah. Saying. It doesn't sound like much, and it doesn't. It sounds like it's almost from a different song, but it's very hard to play. Right. It's very hard to play because the feel really is a piano. It's counter to what you want to do as a drummer. So no, that's he's, cool. He's a crafty drummer, most definitely. He deserves that honor. All right, that is it in music news. We are going to take one final break. We will come back at the letter of the day. Sarah will be in here. We have one more song for back to school A to Z. We're going to give away our word of the week prize, and we'll turn it over to her. Stay put. We'll be right back. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. This month's band will be opening the MMRBQ on Saturday, September 16th. It's Vixen 77.
Hear him on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Definition of a great song right there. In excess. And never tear us apart. We're in the ends. Case, can I see the, uh, the list? Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I just want to see how many nevers there were. I know we, we did never say goodbye. Never tear us apart. And uh, you got never there from cake. Oh, okay. And then that's it. Right. Uh, the next never is the oh, last never. Those just got it. There we go. Never. 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 Uh, So the ends are a little chunk. I'm sorry, the nevers are a little chunk. But uh, then we get into the news. And uh, NXS will be represented in that as well, along with a lot of other bands, including Rush. Uh, And then we get into the necks and the nose and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, N is the letter where we are right now in the back to school, A to Z. I'd like to thank our guests. First of all, uh, from Duncan, we had Jessica Wiseman and JT Young stop by. Giving us a heads up on uh, the fact that um, the Duncan crew is aligned yet again with the Eagles crew. And they not only are going to be giving away free coffee every Monday for those who are on the rewards program. You purchase any purchase, you get a free medium coffee that's on Mondays uh, through the entire football season. But also they gave us some tickets to give away to the Eagles home opener. And we're going to give those away next week. So we are circuitously attached to the Eagles through Duncan. Yeah. So a compliment for Duncan. It's like a compliment for us. Exactly. Uh, singles, right? Yes. Uh, thank you to, we had two great guests as well outside of that. Uh, Ali Sadiq Yay! was on. He was hilarious and really smart and, and poignant and yeah. all that good stuff. And he's going to be at Punchline. His shows are completely sold out. They added a four o'clock afternoon show tomorrow. So if you want to see him, punchlinephilly.com. And then we have Patton Oswald. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to be at City Winery on October 7th. Um, it, I guess there's two shows. He had said the early show had like 12 tickets left. I'm going to guess they're gone by now. Uh, but you might be able to get some tickets for the other show. Uh, citywinery.com. And that is a Saturday, by the way, which is uh, really cool. So it was nice to have Pat. Apparently he loved the interview. Yeah, afterwards he was going on with Marissa yeah. about how much he enjoyed it. He said it was a phenomenal interview, which is great. Sarah's here. No sad bro. No yeah. sad bro at all. I love what? your shirt, Press. Thank you. I was about to ask about yours. What is your say on it? Deftones. Oh, oh. So you couldn't read it. So Crescent Moon. And I'm wearing oh. my... Uh, MMR Classic uh, Rainbow Logo shirt. Yeah. I love this shirt. Yeah. You're a lot re- of people do. I wonder if we should put it in the rock shop. We need to. <laughs> we definitely need to. I love a lot the, of comments. the matching, Sarah. The the gold and oh, the black. Sarah okay. accessorizes oh. like nobody's business. I'm going to see Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper tonight, so I had to ah. put the pizzazz on. And you have a really see? nice necklace on, too. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I got it from the Kathy Romano <laughs> collection. Oh, my God. How do you go about getting that for free advertising, Kathy? <laughs> Man, Bill Weston is Compliments so Compliments Sarah's yeah. necklace. That's all. You advertise with a little league team. <laughs> Bill just says you owe me two hundred dollars. Which one, which one is yours, Kathy? On her the, uh, the longer one, the onyx stone, yeah, okay. the black stone. Uh, <laughs> How about that? Is Sarah, Sarah should model for you, right? Uh, yeah. she, Sarah does. She's actually on my website. Yeah. Excellent. About that crap, I don't. I don't read your rip. All right. Well, <laughs> we need to do the letter of the day, so let's do it. Let's do it now. All right. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Well,
now, The Daily Letter. And the President Steve Show is brought to you today by The Letter. Z as in Zoop. All right, and we have our final letter, and we need a caller, so let's take caller number 8 at 215-263-WMMR and see if you do indeed know the entire, and it's a four-letter word this It week. is, yes. The last of the four-letter words. We're back to our five-day work weeks uh, next week. <laughs> um, so, Bill's shaking his head away. No, no, no. We, we were saying the four-letter words. Yeah, we were going. <laughs> oh. Didn't you guys say that? All right, uh, we'll take that caller, number 8, 215-263-WMMR. In the meantime, Sarah, what do you want to hit about the show coming up. One more pair of tickets to give away for the One Fine Day Festival, which is tomorrow at the Man. I think it's going to cool off a little bit by tomorrow, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a yeah, great day. it is. It's going to be nice. Two stages, lots of bands, including Sting and Shaggy, headlining together, uh, G Love and Special Sauce, and Thundercat, so I will have one more pair to give away before three, and awesome. you can get all the details on the concert calendar at WMMR.com. And of course, the Back to School A to Z, it rolls on. We're in the letter N, right? As in No Sad Bro? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. All about No Sad Bro. So, uh, and you just played uh, Never Tear Us Apart, right? That's correct. That yeah. was uh, my and my husband's first dance. That was, oh. it, was, it was a cover done by a band called Murder by Death uh. of that song. Your husband and I danced oh, to yours. Well. <laughs> yours was a cover? It was okay. a cover that we danced to, yeah. A little yeah. more intense than the in, in, in No, Murder by version? Death. It's actually um, a folk band. Okay. So oh. Not as dark and scary as it sounds. What's the name of the band? Murder by Death. That's, that's a, a movie. That's a Neil Simon. I love that yeah, yeah, movie. yeah, with Peter Falk. And, yeah, uh, yeah, a whole it, bunch of famous yeah. people were in that. It's very well done. Uh, James Cromwell was in that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. Nancy Walker. By the way, I love Alec Guinness. I love your commentary during the uh, Back to School A to Z. All the things you've been sharing on the air, the extra stories you've been telling. Stuff Do you like, like when that? Bill comes in and tells me I talk too much? Because that has happened literally every day. He told Sarah. Was, he told us. Yeah, he told I went to the bathroom in the cafeteria and the light was still on. Yeah. I'm glad, Bill, that I mean. So much to you, you can't help but tell everyone else about it. I love you too. All right, I appreciate that, Press. Though it's been a lot of fun. Excellent. All right, we're going to see if we can get a winner. Uh, and caller number eight is Paige. Hi there, Paige. Good morning, guys. Good morning to see you, Paige. <laughs> what is our word of the week, please? A to Z. Great day. <laughs> You're available tonight because we got a little trip we're going to send you on. Four pack of tickets, by the way, for the VIP sound check uh, and also the show. But two hotel rooms for the night is MMR Rocks Evanescence. Wow. Tonight at uh, Ovation Hall at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. It's a pretty awesome deal. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I never win anything. <laughs> well, that's changed. All right. Well, gather your friends and go to the show and have a great time on us. Okay, Paige? Yes. Thank you. You bet. Thank Hang you. on the line. We'll get your information. Take care of all that stuff. Don't forget, tickets are on sale now. Ticketmaster and complete details at WMMR.com. You must be 20. Oh, we, she hopefully was 21 years old. <laughs> to win the prize. I'm only six and a half years old. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. The President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab, locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Uh, next week, listen to this. Listen to this lineup of people we have. Uh, comedians, uh, Becky Robinson, hmm. Justin Willman, Craig Gass, and Burt Kreischer. Oh, yes. yeah, all be on the program next week. So those are a lot of really funny, cool people. So uh, we'll have a, hopefully you'll have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the A to Z and we'll do it again uh, next Monday. So Ray John and have a great day. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye.
on 93.3 WMLR. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. 